Hey everybody, since this episode is about clowns, I decided to do the intro and the theme of one of my favorite clowns, Mar Marcel Marceau. Oh god. I hope, I hope th somebody gets this. On this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. <laughs> oh god. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Hello, boys and girls, young and old, old and young, and welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. I am your ringmaster um, of this crazy circus, anyway, and this episode is episode 168, and it's called Cloudy Clown Clown, <laughs> and we'll be talking about clown movies on this episode. Now... I have checked the archives of the show, and we have done Killer Clown movies before, but we got some new ones that we haven't talked about on the show before, and I'm pretty excited about, so I just knew we had to do this topic again, so... And it's been, it's been quite a while. Yeah. Been quite a while, so... Now, if you are a first-time listener to the show, I assumed you discovered us from the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The Prescribed Films Podcast Network is our very own network for podcasts that are our spiritual brothers and yet offer so much more content surrounding all things in pop culture from cult movie discussion to tv horror hosts original stories urban legends cryptozoology unsolved mysteries conspiracy theories stuff from sci-fi films to action films and of course horror films yeah so you could check out all of the amazing shows i think we're up to 11 now yep. is that right Man, we're like the blob, man. We just keep growing and growing and growing. <laughs> so, uh, you could check out all of the shows on the network by going to thepfpn.com. No, say that back to me. The... I can't hear you. This oh. is a podcast. <laughs> that is thepfpn.com. Attack of the Killer Podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends, we all get together, we discuss horror movies within a particular topic, this topic being clown movies. Uh, we talk openly and freely as if we were all just hanging out, playing Nintendo, talking about uh, the genre we all love. So there may be spoilers, so don't get your panties in the bunch, but it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. Now, Attack of the Killer Podcast is now sponsored by Shudder! Shudder! The premium... Shudder. <laughs> The premium streaming service that is a horror fan's wet dream. Mm -hmm. Shudder has an amazing Shutter! selection of horror <laughs> from all over the world and beyond. And you can get Shudder for only four ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine for a full freaking year. What a bargain. That is a bargain. Shudder. Now I'm not just blowing smoke up your asses when I say how cool Shudder is. <laughs> Just because they're a sponsor. I truly, truly love this channel. We have had it here at our house on the Roku for years now, and I watch it all the time. Now, I, I have those moments where I kind of question whether or not um, if it's worth paying, you know, for Netflix or Hulu, when I know I don't check it very, you know, maybe, maybe, 
you know, there's month that weeks that go by where I don't check it. But uh, but damn it, I check Shutter at least once a week, so uh, I have no problems paying fifty bucks a year for that. So, um, if you have not checked out Shutter, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be like a crack dealer here, and, you know, <laughs> give you the first taste for free. And so, if you go to Shutter dot com backslash podcast and put in the promo code AOTKP you will get shutter for free for a full month. Thirty days free That's right. Unless it's February. Oh. Then you're kinda getting right. ripped off a little bit. Right, that's what I meant. A month. <laughs> so save it for a day a month that's yeah. got thirty one days. Hurry in. up and do it. <laughs> no, it's not no any any month a free service from Shutter is a great deal. Yeah, so, but um, October's the best. Yeah, yeah. Oh heck yeah! There you go. Heck yeah! The, oh man, I, I was flipping through it again today, and it was so cool. Uh, I need to write Terry and see if she's noticed that uh, they have a crap ton of Alfred Hitchcock movies they just added this week. So yes, they just added them today. I think. Oh, was it even just today? Nice. Okay. Cool. So yes. Yeah, so go ahead and get that free month of Shutter again at shutter.com backslash podcast and enter the promo code AOTKP. Tell them Attack of the Killer podcast sent you. So if you like our show, uh, you can become one of the cool kids and be a Patreon supporter. Being a supporter of Attack of the Killer podcast gets you tons and tons of free stuff every single flipping week. You can get bonus episodes, yep. which, which posts every other week. Uh, you got Insane Mike's Top Ten list, which is posted weekly. Uh, special weekly videos by various members of the show. You can get all that and more by going to patreon.com backslash AOTKP. I'm seeing a theme here. There is. Initials. So, what? Initials are cool. <laughs> <laughs> so go now. Pick the level that you want. Get tons of cool stuff. So that's patreon.com backslash A-O-T-K-P. Your support goes back into making the show bigger and better. It really does. It helps a lot. It does. It does. Like, now we have our own podcast network. Uh, yep. We've gotten to do some live shows. Uh, yeah, so... Yep. And we just keep keep trying to expand things. But, uh, but you know, sometimes that takes, takes a little green to do that. So that's patreon.com backslash A-O-T-K-P. So... Now, speaking of the show, let's get into it. It's time to introduce you to, to our amazing and wondrous circus performers. He was our human cannonball until he got fired. Jason Bollinger. Hey, he got fired. You're so funny. Oh, my gosh. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, go Shutter. <laughs> he got caught making the juggler laugh by tickling his balls. Tad good. Oh, oh, oh. I would tickle the juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's on tape now, alright. And lastly, he was in charge of repairing the clowns' shoes, and I've got to tell you, it's no small feat. Andy Wassum! Oh my gosh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> No small feet. That's 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 good. That's well, thank you. He's the punisher today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's enough of me talking. I want to hear from Tad and what Tad has to say. 
let's get right to everyone's favorite segment, What We Watched. I'm going to go with Jason first because I think he has uh, something that I also watched, but um, we'll get there. Jason, what bet, did you watch? I bet you did. I got a good little list here. I'll get through them as quick as I can. <clears throat> um, I watched uh, the new Puppet Master, Littlest Reich. Damn it, was, it. I should have watched that this mm, week. It was fucking awesome. I can't, uh, I can't wait to see. After, after um, listening to the movie Crypt with, what's his name, the guy who stars in it. Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon. And yeah, he's Thomas Lennon. Fucking great in it. Oh. And I didn't realize he was in it after everybody listened to everybody else talk about oh, this movie. I didn't realize he was main. in it until he's I... the lead. Yeah. And that's cool. I love that guy. So. Yeah. Super funny, super mm-hmm. good. I liked it a lot. Totally recommend it. It's awesome. It's not that I hated the ending, but once you guys see it, I can tell you how much it pissed me off. Anyway... But it's good. It's good. <laughs> now, where is it on the level of other Puppet Master Best. movies? Okay. Yeah. I mean... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, uh, it's it's similar vibe. It's a bunch of Nazi killing. It's uh, it's more gore-tastic than ever, uh, for real. Nice. And, you know, it has uh, the same... I thought the same guy who did the score does a new score for this in the same vein. Um, yeah. And then Thomas Lennon, hilarious yet great as a lead. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Cool. Except the ending. Nice. But anyway, uh, then I saw uh, House on a Haunted Hill. I watched that the other day. House on Haunted Hill? Uh-huh. Oh, nice. The original or the remake? The original. Yeah. Oh, nice. 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 But I also watched it uh, Rift Trek style. Because uh, here's another thing. Uh, well, no, I loved, I loved the movie itself, for sure. Well, I, I had so many questions until no, you said that. I so. absolutely love the movie, and I've seen it before, and I love it. And it's a good movie to watch this time of year. And Yeah. But if you, if you don't know, for you know, we talk about the Roku a lot, but there's a channel on Roku called Pluto. Yeah, and Pluto's if you guys... Cool haven't got the Pluto app, Pluto, like the right. X planet. I'll tell you what, it's 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 basically it's a planet like, again, I heard. Oh, uh, oh it is, right. Yeah. But it's basically like a TV channel, but uh I mean there's like, you know, 20, 30 different. It's weird. It's a weird setup because it, Yeah, it's like it's it's a Roku channel app, but when you click on it, it gives you like 50 different other channels. Right. And so we'll say specific. stations. And yeah. and two of the stations is twenty four hours MST3K and twenty four hours a day Rift Tracks. Yeah. So there's forty eight wow. hours in a day. You shush. Just two and, different channels. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the hardest part is picking which one. But that's yeah. what's amazing about it because when all else fails, when you're trying to find something to watch, flip it over to Pluto and put it on the Rift Tracks channel, and it just ends up staying there all night because yep. it's it's amazing because at any time. You can get one of those two things, and it's it's awesome. Days on Pluto are forty eight hours. Don't you know that, Tad? Yeah, Tad. Duh. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Where were you five minutes ago? That's because it's so far away. It takes that long to rotate around the sun. Anyway, I'm never going to get through my list. Okay, and uh, I, uh, oh, just, right. just to draw out your list even longer. <laughs> um, what a great world we live in now, right? Like. 
you can watch oh. MS. I just remember when MST3K was in its prime. The only time I was able to ever see it because I didn't have Comedy Central at the time was it, it. At one point, it got syndicated for a short period of time, and it played at like two or three in the morning on NBC on Saturday nights, like. Yeah. An hour or so after Saturday Night Live was over, then they would show MST3K reruns. And so it would like stay up late at night or at least have the VCR ready to go and tape them. But nowadays, I can watch them on Netflix, I can watch them on Pluto, you can watch them on Amazon There's Prime. The Scream Fa- Factory app. Yeah. The Scream Factory app. They're, yeah. They're alone just for MST3K. And Rift Tracks is on all of those as well. It's like yeah. they're dominating. It's awesome. Rift Tracks is huge on Prime and it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, love it. It's always the go to, fallback, need something to have on, and that's where it goes. So, if you don't have Pluto, check it out. Oh man, I don't know which one to do next. I don't know which one Tad's talking about. Um, we went and saw the Predator. Hey, I saw that one too. Hey, nice. <laughs> and I really liked it a lot. Me and Brighton both went, and we're fans of the original. And I don't know, if, I don't know when the last time he's seen it, but um, it's been a while for me. But I fucking loved it. It was awesome. We had a great fucking time. The Predator. Really good. And Ted? Ted? I enjoyed it too. Okay. Um, I feel like there were some cuts, maybe, that sort of messed some things up and made it a little flow a little poorly, but uh, overall, I had I, I got what I wanted out of it. Yeah. I heard about, yeah, I heard about some studio hands there, definitely in the third act, probably, but mm. I didn't notice. Well, and then there was that. And there was that one concert where they had to scene. cut the actual predator out. <laughs> yeah, the, the sec- real the life predator. predator. Yeah, yeah. That guy, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I kind of worry. I put myself on some kind of watch list on um, on the internet because <laughs> Simon wants to go as Predator for Halloween, and I'm like, I'm not gonna find a Predator co- child's Predator costume in child Predator. It, so so, that's so you Google <laughs> child Predator. <laughs> I put costume after it, but as I'm typing yeah. it, I'm like, oh, I better type costume quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm on some And you, you got a bunch of Chris Hansen costumes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you see that one that, like, the lady crocheted the Predator costume for kids? Oh, no. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. It's awesome. It's like when, when you tell Grandma you're a Predator fan, it's like, it's awesome. I'll Google that, but I'm kind of scared to. So I also watched this little movie called Mandy. I've been wanting to see that. Dudes. Dudes. <laughs> Anyone else see I it? know. Oh. I sort of want to see it in the theater. Oh, I wish I could. Is it batshit crazy? It's batshit crazy. I'm intrigued because the podcast I've been listening to, all they seem to ever talk about is something called the Cheese Goblin. Right, which is five seconds of it. It's just a commercial. Really? It's a commercial on the TV. Everybody's obsessed oh, with this cheese goblin. People are freaking out about the cheese goblin. <laughs> and it's cool. The cheddar, cheddar goblin. Oh, cheddar goblin. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a funny-ass commercial, but... Because <laughs> he just pukes mac and cheese on you. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I'll, yeah, I'll send it to you guys. Yes. And, um, 
But uh yeah, it's 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 crazy and it's awesome. Um it's a you know, Nick Cage. It's good Nick Cage because he's still crazy, Nick Cage, but it's like justified, you know, it's like it makes it makes sense. Crazy. It makes sense in this one. It's not out of context. His soul weird. is still dancing. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I freaking love that movie, by the way. Bad Lieutenant, Port Call of New Orleans. He's just so out of his friggin' mind. He's great. <laughs> and uh, last night, I fucking loved this movie. And thank you, Ted, for talking about it and making me want to see it. But holy shit, I loved it. Upgrade. Upgrade. Mm. Fucking A, it was awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I need to see that, too. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, there's the... Crocheted Predator. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Oh man. The movie's just great and I like sci-fi stuff and it's but wow. but as soon as like as soon as soon as he starts fighting and the cinematography is you're like, holy shit, this is fucking cool. Upgrade, Mike. Watch it. Quit fucking around. Well, okay. It's not like I'm busy then, doing Yeah, yeah. Halloween and then last lastly uh, I watched the new A24 movie, Slice. Oh, finally. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking awesome, too. I know I'm the boy who cried awesome, but... <laughs> damn, it's awesome. It's I a- need to see these, man. I'm. I, you guys are making me feel like I'm behind. Yep. I'll get used to it. <sighs> Jason comes to the table with like 30 movies every episode. And- well, I work. I work hard during the week, and then on the weekends, I watch the movies. That's the plan. Anyway, yeah, Slice so good. It's a little different than I thought it was going to be from the trailer, but it ended up still being pretty freaking neat. And it's got your boy. It's one of the main oh. characters. Yeah. Uh, cool. Paul Shear. No. Is one of the main. Really? Yeah. Now, is it? Is there comedy? In oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and he is I mean, I would think a movie about it. Orange Soda yeah. would be pretty serious, but. Anyway. Mm-mm. No. Move on. Okay, so that's what I watched. Excellent. Mike. Yes. What'd you watch? What'd you watch? I watched... I only got around to watching one thing. Um, but Thank it, God. What? What's that? All right. I'll <laughs> just, only talk I, about one next time. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your urine list is just going to be huge. That's all I'm saying. I just... I, I go. I watch them. I want to talk about them. Oh, I know. Well, that's when you're like, which hey, makes Mike, me want to watch more. We should do which this makes me as want a to talk topic so we can talk makes... about this movie. I know. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I watch Haunters: The Art of the Scare. Oh, I wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha! I saw I've, something Jason hasn't. It. Oh, did you? We watched it as we're doing a haunted, um, like a haunted house type thing here in Burlington at the auditorium, and so I told them we should all watch that together. Because uh, I I felt like they had really no idea how crazy (laughs) that shit is. And I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if half of them will show back up. But anyways. (laughs) After the one guy? (laughs) Yeah. So are you planning on holding people's heads underwater while they're blindfolded? No, we're like taking the opposite. Like the far other end of the spectrum with like, you know, like kids in masks and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, it was a great doc. Um, it's on Netflix, so you know you can check it out on there. But yeah, when it gets into that extreme full contact stuff, 
I mean, that's where I was captivated. Not that I would ever want to do that ever, but... Oh, and it's kind of funny, too, when they're interviewing the neighbor lady that he somehow talked into going, like, three times. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And she has nothing nice to say, but she still got conned into going three times by this guy. Extreme haunts. And, yeah, you, you can't put... This isn't haunted houses extreme haunts unless you've been to one of these extreme haunts you have no idea you're like you need to see this to have an even an inkling on what it's even like i mean it's it's i don't see any entertainment value in it like it's (laughs) literally torture it's literal torture you sign up for it yeah he has a freaking waiting list that's years long even if he's still getting to do it at this point, I don't know. Like, I think I heard he had to move it across the country. Yeah, I remember like Tennessee, National hearing National. that somewhere too. I think it's during the end credits or something, or right there Maybe. at the end of the movie. He's talking. He was talking about finding a location in the Midwest or something like that. I don't remember, but that, yeah, that guy's that guy is nuts. But I mean. You know, he seems, everybody talks about how he's just a really nice, sweet guy, but then he does this extreme haunt thing. Um, so it, it's, I mean, I dig this stuff anyway. Like any documentary about, you know, haunted house attractions or movies that hmm. take place in that environment, I freaking love. Um, and Tad, I know you're into that, you're into that stuff too, because you, you know, you're way into that, um, Oh, what's it called? The one you go to? He's going in Halloween tomorrow. Yeah, Halloween go- Horror Nights. Yeah, I leave at like like three in the morning. Oh my god! Um, but uh, but have you ever seen one um, called um, uh, American Scary? Scar- the American Scream. American Scream. Yeah. Yeah, it's by the director of uh, Best Worst Movie. Oh yeah, that's right. It is. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot too. Yeah, that one's. I actually feel like I like that one a little bit better than Haunters just because it sort of has a big wide range of uh, people from like a guy who does this rinky dink shitty thing in his yard to someone whose you know life has com- been completely ruined by it. It sort of engulfs everything, but it's more yeah. endearing probably than this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I watched. Awesome. Well. Um, Andy, what did you watch? Well, I got a few uh, old ones and a, a few new ones. Um, the first one I watched, and this is from the MVD Rewind Collection uh, DVD set that I think is, you know, putting out some really good titles. Uh, first one I watched was uh, Abominable. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Love it. Yes. Uh, yeah, just the, the, the cast just drew me right in between D. Wallace, Lance Hendrickson, Jeffrey Combs, Tiffany Sheppis, and it has Paul Gleason, who I think is actually reprising his role as the principal from uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it just, I mean, the first thing I thought of, you know, since the guy is, you know, in the wheelchair, I was just like, dude, this is rear window. Yep. This, totally. This is. <laughs> This, I mean, it, basically, this is Rear Window meets Slumber Party Massacre. Only the killer is a fucking Sasquatch, which is it's it's mm. great. I love that. One of the um, coolest looking Sasquatches ever, too. And I love that scene where he like dislodges his jaw to eat that guy's face. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, Tiffany Shappas getting folded in half out that window oh. was awesome. Yes. 
another one with Tiffany Shepas in it that I watched that I wish we would have watched for this episode because it deals with clowns as well is the Night Watchman. Uh, oh, based. Uh, Yes, you got James Ramar, Tiffany Shepis, and uh, Richard Pryor's daughter is in this. Rain Pryor. You, you, if you blink, you'll miss her. But uh, <laughs> basically, this is it's it's a place for tabloid. It's a tabloid journalist uh, building, and these clowns they get killed. This clown troop gets killed over in Romania, and they don't know how they died, and they have to ship the bodies back. But out, but they accidentally. These stoner um, guys made this delivery of this casket of this of one of them, uh, and basically the clowns the clowns were performing in Romania and they got bit by vampires. So now these dim-witted you know security guards with this new recruit they got to take on and kill these uh, vampires and s- some of them are clowns but not all of them. But I mean it's really got a great Shaun of the Dead kind of vibe to it. It's it's really funny. I would recommend that the Night Watchman. Uh, I watched the Summer of '84, yeah, uh, which I really really liked. I mean, uh, just uh, it's it really the endings bum me out so bad, but yeah. it's but it's 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 believable. Yeah, and that's I mean, and that and when I came to that realization that the ending is believable, it bummed me out even more. It made <laughs> me it made it yeah. It's really good. I really like that. Um, I went real old school, and I watched The Dorm That Dripped Blood, which cool. uh, is a generic slasher from 81. Uh, this it's, it's the, the edition that I have is from Synapse Films, which is the director's cut. So it's not pranks. It's not The Dorm That Dripped Blood. I actually watched the version called Death Dorm. Oh, wow. Huh. I've, never yeah. se- I've never seen it under that title. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's what the beginning says. Uh, the uh, the, um, the, D, the the Blu-ray that I have, uh, it says The Dorm That Drip Blood, but when I watched yeah. it, the beginning credits, it said Death Dorm. Uh, basically, the only person that I, that I recognized was Daphne Zuniga, which is uh, Princess Vespa from Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah Daphne... Um, oh, yeah, yeah sure. Zuniga. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I also watched uh, Low Life. Uh, Yay! Which yes! Junkies, I, I, I really, really loved the diversity in this film, and it's such a bizarre story. Yeah. I, I, I just thought it, was, thought it was great. I mean, I never thought that I would actually adore a guy with a swastika tattooed <laughs> on his face. Right? They actually they accomplished that. I'm just like, shit, I know this is a great movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also, uh, from Scream Factory, uh, I ordered this, and it's one of my favorites that I grew when when I was a teenager. Uh, Eddie Furlong, Frank Langella, Amy Hargreaves, Brain Scan, yes. which I absolutely love. And going through the uh, special features, you know the screenwriter of this actually wrote seven? No kidding. Wow. Yeah, the same guy who wrote Brain Scan wrote seven. I'm just <laughs> like, damn, this is awesome. And the soundtrack to Brain Scan is actually really good too. There's a lot and, of great music on that on that soundtrack, uh, yeah. But yeah, those, those are the oh, and today before you know, because I had the day off, uh, and I know I'm going to murder this title, and it's a new one, uh, Ganjam uh, Haunted Asylum. 
guys, if you get a chance, watch this goddamn movie. It's it it starts off slow. It's it's one hell of a Korean haunted house story because it, it involves these uh, these they're kind of like ghost hunters, and they work for a thing called uh, this uh, inter- internet show called Horror Times. And they go to explore this um, haunted asylum. Supposedly, they can't get into this room called 402. And part of it, they staged. But these other guys that were in on it, they start experiencing stuff while, while they're in there. Like I said, it takes a while to get going. But once it starts going, it's a real kick in the nuts. It's awesome. You know, ganjam, grape jam, however the hell you want to call it. <laughs> uh Ganjam Haunted Asylum. Uh, I freaking love this. It is so freaking unnerving once it gets going. But it takes a little while. You got to give it a chance. And the thing is, there's no English audio. So you got to watch it with subtitles because I bought the Blu-ray. But, guys, (laughs) I strongly recommend this. When this thing gets going, because I was starting to get a little pissed off. (laughs) But, But... but once it once it starts happening later on, uh, wow, uh, it's 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 really good, and it's there's not a lot of uh, shaky found footage to it. I mean, there is a little bit because that's part of the story, but it's shot really well and it's done really well, and I'm you know, I'm kind of glad I watched it uh, this afternoon. <laughs> Because it kind of freaked me out. It's it's really good, and I strongly recommend it. Sweet, nice. Now, if Tad would just get back from the bathroom, cool. Um, uh, stalling. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, there he is. Hey, hey Tad. <laughs> hey, so Tad. Everything you watched, Andy? Yes, Tad. All right. Well, I guess I'll, I will uh, talk about what I watched because uh, I'm the last one. So I I also watched Predator. Like I said, I thought it was a bunch of fun. Um, yes. But I also went and saw the Manhattan Short Film Festival block. They do this. It, they sort of screen it nationwide, and they just have like a two-hour block of shorts that they pick every year. Um, I'm not sure why our theater gets it, but oh, no. I'm glad they do. Yeah. Because uh, I've been going for I think like the last six years, and uh, it's always a fantastic little block. But there's two shorts that I, I definitely liked. One was called Baghead. I don't know if has have you guys seen that one? Scanning, scanning. I don't um, think so. I didn't. I didn't know if uh, it had been submitted to Halloween Palooza, but that, it's yeah, not, sort, not this year anyway. Yeah, sort of cool. Like this. This, without spoiling the entire story, I won't. It, it has sort of a huge, huge sort of tw- double twist at the end. But um, guy shows up at this bar and he asks the bartender to see the witch. And the bartender, you know, he hands him a big bag of money. And he goes in the basement and um, you get to sit face to face with this witch. And um, she can basically transform into anybody that you want to speak to that that has died, and you get two Jeez. minutes with with that person that's died. Um, I won't I won't say who he resurrects or why, but it's it's really well done. Uh, clearly had a pretty decent budget because it uh, 
it was the the effects are very well done. It has, has a lot of good practical effects and some um, CGI stuff, but it's not not over the top. But it was really good. And then another one that was very very well made was called Home Shopper, and mm-hmm. this is directed by Dev Patel, who nice. was in a bunch of movies. I don't know if do you guys know who Dev yep. Patel is. Yeah, yeah. This is the Sounds first familiar. He's, um, I'm trying to think of what he's known for. Um, he's in, like, Slumdog Millionaire. He's in, uh... He was in, a uh, Newsroom? Yeah, Newsroom, Chappie, Lion. Um, yeah. he's in a lot of great stuff as an actor, but this is his first, um, directing gig, awesome. which... I, cool. I watched this whole short, and I'm like, you know, this is really fucking good. Like, whoever did this, this is clearly, you know well well done by a you know cat they, they had money and they had uh people with skills and it's basically this this woman is um obsessed with home shopping network she sits at home she doesn't have a job she orders stuff on tv all the time and um the host of this home shopping network is army hammer hmm. And he oh. sort of plays like the ShamWow type of guy, where he's selling <laughs> he's selling the stupid garbage to housewives who don't have jobs. And um, asshole husband comes home, and this isn't even a spoiler. Um, asshole husband comes home, um, sort of flips his lid because she ordered another blender, and uh, she decides to that's <clears> it, <throat> and, she, and she murders them. But uh, What's funny about the story is that to dispose and take care of the body, she uses all of her um, products she's ordered from Home Shopping Network. <laughs> and so she, like, you know, puts the body in, like, vacuum bags, and she uses the uh, special cleaner to clean up the blood, and she uses, like, her little hand her little hand uh, meat carver to carve up the body. And, it like, when she's doing it, it shows back to, like, the commercials that when she was watching them, like, you know, and he was like, her husband's like, you're never going to use that. And turns out she uses, like, everything <laughs> to dispose of his body. And it's so damn clever. Like, it's done very tongue-in-cheek. And what, you know, I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, I know the, the you know, the lead. I was trying to figure out who the lead actress was. Uh, Sophie Karg- Kargman, um, Army Hammer, Thomas Sadowski, uh, Amelia Brain. And then when the credits were rolling, it said that Lee Wa- the story was by Lee Wanell. Oh, Oh my god! So oh. this has like everybody, you know. It's like suddenly I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. And I just because of uh, the people involved, I couldn't necessarily vote for it because I felt like I was, it was not necessarily cheating, but I felt like it. The other films might not have a fair shake, so of course I voted <laughs> yeah. for something else. But man, it it is fantastic! Wow. And, uh, and there was another one that I won't go into as much detail called Fav. It's it's actually five. And it's about uh, these two boys who are just being boys playing together. They end up at like an abandoned, um, like an abandoned sort of, I don't even know, like a like a construction site. And one of them gets ends up getting sort of stuck in like some wet cement or quicksand or something. And it's fucking terrifying, dude. Like it's not <laughs> like it's not like the like a slasher or a killer or anything. It's just like. It's sort of like super dark times where something fucked up, really like horrible happens, and it just keeps getting darker and worse. And it's like, it it slowly shows this kid like sinking in this mud shit, like 
goes from like getting a foot stuck in it to like slowly just sinking. As he as he tries to wiggle out, he gets himself deeper and deeper. Oh wow! Um, oh. It's like super tense. But uh, I voted for that one as the best actor and the best film overall because it was just like making me squirm the entire time. Like but, that uh, gooey, like that gooey shit in uh, the raft. Uh, creep show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It was just like you know, he gets the kids are fucking around with it, and the kid one kid pushes the other kid into it, and he's trying to save his buddy, and he can't find anybody, and it's just like, holy hell! The kids the kids' performances are just fantastic because it's completely believable and really good. So that's what I watched. Sweet, awesome, cool. Oh. All right, so. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into some of these clown movies. Clowny clown clown. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jason, why don't you start us off? Well, let's start. With, here's. I wish you guys would have told me that okay. this movie was good. And I'd, or I would have watched oh it a God. long time ago, but Funhouse Massacre was pretty badass. What? I've only told you a thousand times to watch this movie. And if only good. somebody would have said something over the last <laughs> seven years. Oh my god. Funhouse Massacre, that's fucking awesome. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, uh, John Stalter, uh, who used to be on this show, was the one that, uh, that turned me on to it. He's brought it up on the show before. And, like, been trying to get you to watch it ever since, Jason. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I gotta just force it into an episode. Tell us about the film. Jason. Okay, well, let's say there's six of the world's scariest psychopaths escape from a local asylum and proceed to unleash terror on the unsuspecting crowd of Halloween, of a Halloween funhouse, whose themed mazes are inspired by their various reigns of terror. So this kind of goes with a movie you talking about on the about. How you like uh, haunted house movies? Yeah, yeah, and, movies uh, that take place in that uh, environment of like a haunted house attraction or yeah. So this movie's perfect for that because it is that, but it's also a real narrative film too. And apparently, that location is an actual like haunt in Ohio or something like that. Cool. And what would get what we obviously. Um, or dummies for living in Iowa because there's <laughs> never anything that huge and elaborate in nope. in this state. That place looked enormous. It was, and it had like games yeah. on the outside of it, and it was just like a big, big thing. I thought it was pretty badass. I mean, Robert England's in it. Uh, hello, it's got a lot of great stunt casting. You got Robert England who plays the doctor at the beginning. Um, Courtney Gaines, yeah, um, our buddy Courtney Gaines. Uh, is the guy who owns the attraction. Clint Howard. And Clint Flip and yeah. Howard plays the yeah. psycho taxidermist. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's like our generation's uh, Dick Miller, you know, because he's kind of like yeah. in everything. Yeah. You know, he's here and there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I'm also a big fan of Jerry Burns. Jerry Bur- the the main psychopath guy. I, I, yeah, what I else has he been in? Because I can't. Otis, Max Headroom. That's not helpful. Yeah, I remember uh, him in Otis. Uh, was he on that? Wasn't he like in a uh, TV series with with Judd Hirsch back in the day called Dear John or something, 
where he was like they all went to like this AA meetings and he was always there. I don't, maybe I just none of it's ringing a bell. Like I recognize the guy, and what I'm recognizing him from is something that I think is just as evil and sinister of a character. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that what that would be. Nope. But he's cool. So great, great cast. Yeah, yeah, really good cast, and um, like just right from the start, like I mean, it. Would you chalk it up as the writing or the directing or the performances? Maybe a trifecta of all three. Um, where this could have easily gone down in a super generic road, right? Like this could have been just like yep. fluff that would just be easily forgotten and like okay i watched that what's next you know yep. but uh but it rises above it was better than that yeah it rises above that even from the get go and the scenes in the in the psychiatric hospital still seemed a bit superior and i i liked and maybe because you know robert england's part of that but he really brings it he's actually really good in it he's not super over the top theatrically like i thought he was really solid what i what i my favorite part of that whole scene there is when he's um giving the play-by-play of who each of these serial killers are and it's showing the flashbacks and i'm just thinking like that whole set piece was cool yeah the whole set piece was very like just one room to the next room to the next room yeah and could not find a better narrator than robert england to deliver that i was i like that I said I I like that too, but um, this this is this is where I'm I'm kind of like torn between the movie because when it, it sets that tone, I thought it was going to be a more sort of mean spirited movie because we're dealing with serial killers, we're dealing with some pretty badass psychopaths, you know, and they do bad stuff, but yeah. it's it seems like it like towards the middle or you know like a quarter way through the movie the tone changed and it became more like, you know, it became a little too slapstick for me. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm having a hard time. It's like, what, what are they trying to, you know, what are they trying to accomplish here? I mean, the, it seemed like the tone shifted to me. I, I agree with you because I, I recognize that big time, this last viewing of it for the show. When I watched it for the show, uh, it's when it hits that third act, it's like, whoa, Wait, where did all this comedy come from? Not, but you know, but it didn't bother me. I mean, <laughs> I love a lot of good comedy in my horror anyway, so um, I didn't mind that tone shift. But I could definitely agree with you. It felt jarring. Like you get the first, you get the first act and the and the second act, or the first half of the second act at least. Um, everything's played so straight. And you know, and, and you got this whole group of s- serial killers that are that could be very, very um, you know imposing and scary. But yeah, but then it just kind of gets really goofy in the third act. But I think the majority of that is is on the deputy character, which is my favorite oh, character. Oh, the, the best! <clears throat> so funny. I- I almost also think they could have dropped two of their serial killers and really fully developed, a, like you know, like maybe two or three of them. Sure, sure. Because I mean, it almost it almost still seems like there was there's too many cooks in the kitchen for me, you know. Because like you, you've got like 
the main character, you know, you got your main heavy, uh, Metal Manny, right? Jerry, Jerry Burns. I mean, you see him a little bit towards in the beginning of the movie. You know, he's running the PA system. You, you, you get his backstory. And then you barely see him until, like, the third act. He just he, he just disappears. Um, it ba- we barely got any of uh, Dr. Suave, I thought, too. Uh, oh, yeah, the dentist, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I thought the chef. Char- I thought the <coughs> chef character was 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 way underused too. Yeah, I mean they didn't put him as in in his environment. I mean, yeah, they had him eating the uh, the, uh, the 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 shack guard or whatever. Uh, but I mean, there there's. I mean, I'm not completely ragging on this. There's there's really good stuff in this movie. I I I believe Stitchface, the the daughter, is uh, you know. There, there's part of your clown because I mean she's obviously a uh, Harley Quinn, uh, you know, homage because I mean even when she poses as a reporter, her last name is Quinn. Oh, uh, I didn't pick up on that. Shame on me. Uh, and and Rocco has his has his clown fetish. You know, he's yeah. it's uh, t- tears the guy's head off. Uh, but I do love the fact that um, the, the deputy is playing Hogan's Alley. At his desk, I love that. Uh, <laughs> and that skull, that skull bank where he's flipping the coins in there. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that thing doesn't make a noise because Danielle and I actually have one of those, and it does. You know, you do flip the coins into his mouth. We also have another one where you, uh, a different version where his you th- he throws it into his eye hole. <laughs> and I just like, oh shit, I got one of those. That's nice. cool. Yeah, what's the what's the girl's name again? Dollface. Yeah, right. Yeah, Stitch she, Face. Stitch Face. She um she is a way better Sherry Moon Zombie. Uh. <laughs> she should be playing Baby in the in the House of a Thousand Corpses franchise, Firefly but family she, films. But she's not sleeping with Rob, so. Oh, is it, is that why he casts her? Oh, is that why? No, because she's. It's, I just thought it was because she's an amazing actress. I mean, it's weird because you know he's the only person that recognizes that and casts her in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw her like in an episode of California Cation once. I believe she's in the first like ten minutes of the Toolbox Murders uh, remake by Toby Hooper. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah. So there, shush. <laughs> she's yeah. got chops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was, maybe my expectations were so low for this because I looked at like the poster and, and Mike, Mike recommended it. it. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> well, hey. the year and I saw like the juggalo girl thing and I was like, oh, oh this is going to be a chore. And I, I, I just finished Clowntergeist uh-huh. and I was uh-huh. like, I was pushing this till I was pushing this till the it. end, and I was like, I was holding out, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is actually a lot of fun, you know. Um, I'm I'm also a fan of anything that sort of falls into the haunted house realm. I feel like, even though I haven't seen it yet, this is sort of similar storyline to Hellfest, which just sort out. of bombed this past weekend. But oh, uh, oh. yeah, it came in like seventh or eighth place, which is shocking to me you know i didn't even know about it until you said something the other day yeah but um 
I I'm a sucker for haunted house movies because I am a haunted house junkie, and uh, when it's done sort of accurately and well done, of course I watch them and critique. I'm like, oh that that's just not how it works, or that's not how it's done, or this or that. But uh, the idea is, you know, is is while not necessarily the most plausible, it's it's a heck of a lot of fun, and um, the idea that things like at horror nights, somebody could be murdered in front of me, and I would just think it was part of the show. Yeah, yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. The concept so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, like the cast was a lot of fun, like you guys said. Uh, everybody, you sort of recognize, oh, that face, that face is a lot of those guys that you sort of uh, see in smaller parts or or were in older horror movies, and I just like revisiting those. And seeing those guys get work and and sort yep. of ha- you, you know that they probably had a blast filming this one, and uh, it wasn't even on my radar, so it's sort of a pleasant surprise for me. Well, you're welcome, but um... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't don't enjoy it too much. As I say, I don't know if it makes up for the <laughs> shittiness of Clounter guys. So uh, we'll get into oh, that. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're also that I. Too. Also, I am not stating my uh, political affiliation whatsoever when I say this, but Hillary Clinton and sexy should never go together in the same fucking sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Well, for me, it's all about the deputy. I, I just I couldn't get enough of that guy. He was so funny. So funny. I don't know if you knew this, but Ben Begley, the sh- that guy, he's also the writer. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's, it doesn't seem... Oh. Uh, that oh. happens often that the writer that also acts in it's actually that good necessarily, but yeah, he was fucking awesome. So funny, so funny, and just oh, I my favorite scene <laughs> is when the one kid he gets away and he's running down the hill when the sheriff pulls up and they get out and they draw their guns and the freaking deputy shoots the kid in the arm. <laughs> so damn funny. But did you notice that he was kind of channeling Chunk from the Goonies when he was coming out of there? He's just like, I hate nature. I hate nature. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love the dark. I love the dark, but I hate nature. I hate nature. I'm just like, he's doing Chunk. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, another scene I really appreciated, I thought it was unique and different in a way, um, you know, is that scene with the... With the one girl that's her costume is Marilyn Monroe, and she's that's, in that's sexy Hillary Clinton. Oh, oh, what is it? Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's uh, a joke she makes. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, so sexy Hillary Clinton, she's in the bathroom, and <laughs> and, and Stitchface comes in and and you know and cuts her in the face. And any other horror movie, you know, she'd run screaming or fall to the ground and yeah. bleed out or whatever. But she gets. Pissed. This character takes a total 180, and like it, you don't see in, in any horror film, she gets pissed and beat and she tries that. to beat nice. the, tries to beat the shit out of her. I liked, yeah, I loved that. that. Cool. Yeah, that was a very. Cool I moment. agree. I also happen. like the fact that the the coat hanger went through her throat instead of like the back of her head because the back of the head thing with the coat hanger, it's just it seems you've seen that before. Yeah, I like I liked her death. Yeah, her death was good. Yeah, um, yeah, and I liked the I liked the guy who's dressed up as Machete. Oh, I thought he was really funny too. Well, maybe his character is a little borderline racist. I'm not sure. 
I haven't decided yet, but uh, like I get to decide because because I'm a white guy. Right. Um, but uh, like that's my choice to decide if it's racist. But um, but I I thought his his character was cool. I like characters like that that are like that it, you know appear to be like you know the weak character you know you know not overly spoken but then turns around just is like the badass i also think he has you know i i gotta insert my uh line of the movie yeah uh you know your cat hates me (laughs) <laughs> which I which I was just like, oh, that that's your excuse, you because you don't want to go to your girlfriend's house. Wow, <laughs> doesn't he follow that up with? But I like that cat or something like I, that. I'm not alert. I'm not allergic to that cat. Dave. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my my last thing about this this film, I liked how the killers are critiquing all of their kill rooms in the fun house. They're just like, and they 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 absolutely can't hate. They, they can't stand them. They hate them. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, these aren't even ta- taxidermist tools. I didn't run a goddamn cheesecake factory. You know, it's like everything <laughs> is just wrong about these rooms. You know, and the, and it's actually modeled after them, I believe. Yeah. And yeah, it's they they cannot be more dissatisfied with yeah. you know <laughs> what's given to them. <laughs> Yeah, movie's uh, too fun. Oh man, the mouse. stitched up mouth kid that stretches, oh, yells, yeah. and breaks his stitch. Oh fuck! Uh, gross. So gross. It's good. It's yeah. pretty good. It's recommend worthy. It's definitely recommend worthy, and I just feel like it's kind of like a way overlooked film. So, I like I said, I know thanks to John, I know it's been brought up on the show quite a few times. So it was kind of a thing of like, a, I want to make sure you guys saw this movie, yeah. and then two, yeah. like, I want to just continue to champion this movie. So, 2015's The Funhouse Massacre. That's right. Cool. All right. So moving on, um, Andy, <laughs> what should be the next movie we talk about? Well, um, hmm. Let me let me see here. I, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Terrifier. You? That's the one I've been looking. Th- this is this uh, movie here was the inspiration for this episode. Okay. Um, I I am I am ultra impressed with this. I've seen a lot of hype about this, and I will say, the only the only bitch I've got about this movie is the title. The 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 okay. title. I mean, yep. uh, where it is where it is terrifying, but the the title Terrifier. It sounds like the. It sounds like the first movie in a triple feature from the nineteen fifties that you have to sit through to to actually see the movie that you actually want to fucking see. <laughs> but other than the title, I absolutely love this fucking movie. Um, yeah. Plus. I, I was I was doing a little surfing today and check out terrorthreads.com if you want merchandise of Art <gasps> the Clown. Oh really and all this stuff. Guys guys check it out. They got some great t shirts. They you know, I think you'll you'll really be into them because I was scoping out a few myself. Uh, basically, um, I don't know where to 
uh, how to start this story. I'm assuming he Art the Clown has his roots in All Hallows Eve, correct? Am I right? Yeah, I just I just learned that a couple hours before the show that there's this movie called All Hallows Eve, which I believe is an anthology. Am I right in saying that? Because everything I've read about it is that Art the Clown is the star of a segment in All Hallows Eve. I I, I feel like I got to check it out. Uh, yeah, me too. Now, totally. These um. I loved the makeup on the survivor's face. Um, uh, this, yeah, she looked fucking oh. awful. Oh, I agree. Uh, like, I, the, just the overall design of that makeup, I thought was cool. Now, um, you can only shoot it one way, and that's straight on because anytime you see her at, at an angle, it, you know, it's obviously way, way extended on her face than it should be for yeah. it be, for being almost tore down to the bone. But uh, yeah. but that's forgivable because just the design itself I thought was really cool and grindhousey looking. Sorry, yeah, I keep I just, interrupting you. No, 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 no worries, no worries. Um, it almost had like a she had it almost looked like she had like a fish eye. It was just it was so yeah. it was so you know off putting. Um, I saw hints of uh, the very first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in the beginning when he's building his tools he's making his weapons in this sort of like his hideout nice tip of the cap there Um, Monica getting her eyes gouged out the reporter because you know she was just so uh, you know horribly insensitive to uh, our survivor yeah I I thought that was great uh and as for the look of art, I'm I'm glad he never said a word because he didn't need to. How no. cool was that? Yeah. Abs- I, he was scarier because he didn't say a damn word. Yeah. Uh, his his facial expressions and just his piercing gaze. Uh, the one thing is, I mean, th- those chicks had to have been drunk not to be affected by that guy sitting across from them and just smiling like that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Every moment just, he's on screen, he's just creepy as shit. Blood, blood on his teeth. Um, why he shit all over the walls in that pizza parlor is beyond me. Um, <laughs> I, I guess he didn't like the food. Um, and he just uh, the death of the pizza parlors. Uh, you know uh, the. Uh, and did you notice that it was Craven's Halloween store as the advertisement on the radio? Uh-huh. Oh, I missed that. Um, but I mean, when they when they want to go to the bathroom, uh, I, I I have to say this: when the uh, the, uh, the the exterminator lets them in, the bathroom in Saw looks more inviting than the one that's in the <laughs> apartment complex. I would. <laughs> That is so damn gross. Um, the uh, I kind of saw the one thing. I do have a slight gripe, but it's it, but it's but it's forgivable. I knew he was going to be in the car because when she did not look to her right when she was on the phone, I was just like, he's going to be there. And uh, the the girl that uh, eventually he uh, kidnaps the crazy cat lady I really liked because she reminded oh, yeah. me of the log lady from Twin Peaks. <laughs> uh, uh, the, but the scares in this are so damn effective. 
when he first when she first comes out of the bathroom and she sees him standing in the go- doorway, he says nothing, and then he kind of gives this smile, and then he lunges. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Uh, and the music while he's searching for her in the parking lot is out of this freaking world good. Uh, uh, when he stabs her in the ankle, it's it was nice to have the to avoid uh, you know your typical jump scare because people are waiting for it, you know. But it was it was a real subtle scare, and I liked that. Um. Uh, light line of the movie that I really liked, and it came from one of the pizza guys. You should look at the shape of this fucking guy who just walked in. <laughs> um, there was a door frame with Freddy Krueger's uh sweater colors on it. If you uh, if you watch that, the red and green stripes. Uh, I I was seeing all different kinds of shit because mainly because this movie was so fucking good. I was glued to it. I was seeing everything. Uh, now let's talk about uh, the murder of her friend while she was taped to that chair. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Wow. That's oh, I, greatest I, death gore scene of all time, man. Uh, wow, guys. Um, at first, I was just like, is this too much? But that... Push no. the envelope to the point where you were almost tearing it, and it was and it was perfect. It was it w- it wasn't too it yeah because at first it's just you just see the legs and him sawing. Yeah, you're like okay, that's bad. What he's but doing is bad. Is is it's just absolutely well, where horrible. that saw is is right. what makes it worse oh, because yeah. it starts with the ripping off of the panties, which you never see. Yeah. The kibbles and bits at that point, but it's just. Yeah. But then you and see you that saw blade go down between the legs, and and that all. And if they just stopped there, it would have been fucking terrible. If he did just showed him sawing at it. Yeah. But then they back out and show you from wide. Oh. And the yeah. And the the thing I like about it too, which makes it even more gruesome for me, is that um, she's alive still through the majority of the saw. Uh, yes. Uh, ugh. But the one thing that got me the most, it wasn't even the gore in that scene. It's the way he was enjoying it. And he was smiling and just kind of <laughs> shaking his head. I'm just like, this motherfucker. God damn. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean... The- and the fact they never go all the way through, it stops down at the head. Yeah. You know, it gets all the way down to the skull and just kind of stops. And Oh, my the, God. Uh, the, the fact that he, uh, th- that he drugged her, I was just like, where, where was the payoff going to be? You know, why, why was he trying to kill her one minute and then drugging her the next? It was to psychologically fuck with her and watch her friend get murdered in this unbelievably atrocious way. I was just like, okay, if he's drugging her now, this shit better pay off later. And it did in spades. <laughs> um, and then the gun came out. I was yeah. just like, you... Oh, you- that was fucking awesome. I'm sorry, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, it was unexpected, but yeah. a part of me was just like, "You cheap motherfucker!" <laughs> but which makes think? it which yeah. which makes him even worse. Yep. Which was just like, okay, this makes this ter- character even a bigger piece of shit because he's been toying with them this whole time. He could have just shot him. Yeah. It's that um, moment too. It's just again, it's another little little uh, twist on the genre where. You know, it's that epic moment where she's doing battle with him, and she's like, "Come on, motherfucker!" You know, and and he's been he's been beaten down a bit, and and kind of you know hurting and bloody, and she's standing there and already you know, and the whole time you're thinking like, if this was real life, you would not even pause and say, "Come on, get up, fucker!" You would just yeah. continually beat the shit out of him. But it's got to be a dramatic yeah. dramatic horror moment. And then it turns into that scene in Indiana Jones where the guy's wheeling the sword around and Indy just pulls the gun out and shoots him. <laughs> it's totally that moment. I laughed my ass off at that moment. I thought it was great. But it took it to another level because yeah, it did. It's that's not normal in a horror movie. No, you killers know, never guns, use guns yeah. in horror movies. Ever. So you're just like, yes. oh, this guy's just fucking evil. He's just gonna kill you no matter what. Yep. There's no. And way. I love <laughs> and I love the fact that she dies like moments later. I mean, he literally. Jesus Christ! He emptied the clip. He turned her face into hamburger. Emptied oh. the clip and in I was her just face. Like, yes. Jesus. And just the, and then there's this other subtle shit where he takes a selfie with the girl oh. that he stalled in half with. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Jesus Christ! Oh, that's why uh, I lo- that's why I love this character. To me, this is almost. I mean, it's maybe it's a it's 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 oh well, it's obviously it's too dark, but this is almost kind of like what I think the Joker should be, um, in the fact that he could be scary as hell and have these like funny little moments. That you're questioning if you should be laughing or not, because it is funny, but it's not. It's not like goofy, over the top funny, but it's still silly. Um, but it's still yeah. creepy as hell. I mean, yeah, he's like got this big nasty grin while he's taking a selfie with the dead body. There's the scene where he's do, where he does the uh, Buffalo Bill, um, Boy George dance from Silence of the Lambs. That's got some. That's Ed Gein levels of crazy shit that he did right there. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, and you're right. It's like that is twisted as f. He's walking around with the severed boobs of this lady and her hair on his head, and he's naked. And he but he's got the the penis tuck going on, and he's he can't walk straight, you know, with the penis tuck. So should I be laughing at this because it's kind of funny but this is super dark and how bad am I for wanting to laugh at this I mean he does look like Marilyn Manson you know dressed up as a scarface poster you know with the black and white and he's like did, and he's, he's doing like poses and stuff while he's wearing the you know and like waving at her and stuff. it's just it's hysterical but it's no it's not funny but it's no. funny but it's not funny but the, the thing is, how is he so quiet when he's got all this stealth and sneaking behind people when he's wearing those big-ass Ronald McDonald shoes? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, how is he so quiet when he sneaks up behind that girl? Uh, oh, and he, and he flips her off after he puts that spike in yeah. her shoe. And I'm, I'm laughing my ass off. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> that's freaking gold. Uh, What's... Well, Oh, and, you know, with the bicycle horn, and, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, 
the, to me, this is what I've been waiting for when it comes to a scary clown movie. You, you know, everybody's just like, oh, I'm so scared of clowns, or, you know, oh, scary clown movies. And I think of, like, what the majority of people have probably seen would be, like, It, or maybe Killer Clowns from Outer Space, if you're lucky. And yeah. I just think about these clown movies, and granted, it's way more saturated now than it was ever before, but... But are they really scary? But I'm like, they're not really scary. Killer clowns, that's just comedy. You know, it, I mean, it's it's on its own level, I guess, but this is finally, to me, scary-ass M&Fer clown. <laughs> I... I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think he's got the edge on Pennywise, in my opinion, because not only does his silence add over to uh, his overall sense of eeriness, uh, we really don't know jack shit about art. No. And, and I think that's a good thing because yep. it adds to the yes. mystique of his character. And it also makes him more frightening. because yep. That's what I've always said. That's what I've always said about any... Any of these maniacs, any of these monsters from these movies, the less we know, the scarier they are. Absolutely. We fear the unknown and what is foreign to us, especially if it's a threat. So if Platinum Dunes gets their hands on this property <laughs> and does a prequel, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I love this freaking movie. Uh, my only my only uh, bitch is the title, and that's a small bitch anyway. I mean, you could call. I mean, I would still like this movie if you called it, you know, the Miles County Massacre, or which is what they I believe they called that something like that at the beginning. Uh, you could have called it anyway. You could have called it Art the Fart. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it didn't matter. The title the movie's just awesome. It's yeah. a one-word title, Mike. You hate those. I hate one-word titles. I do. Um, this one's hard the, to say. If I were to say one moment that I disliked, it's it's a nitpick. It really is. But I was taken out just a smidge when they're in the car, right? And um, they hear the news report about how there was a there were, there were murders at the at the pizza place they were just at. And they yeah. already have a character. They already have a description of the killer being this clown guy. I'm like, they just came from that pizza place. First of all, second of all, they just walked from that pizza place. So if the cops did get called by who knows who, they would have heard the cops come. You know, they there would have been a hubbub. And three, oh, like. There's a eyewit. Who is this eyewitness that saw this clown? Everybody that's associated is either sitting in that car or is dead at the restaurant. How is there an Agreed. eyewitness with the description of this clown? That that news report on the radio thing that just that was just kind of bugged me. It took me out just a little bit because it felt there's just no way that would have made any sense. So the exterminator's yeah. death was really good too. By the way, I just throwing that in there. He kicks his head like a soccer ball. After oh, yeah. he skewers it, and yeah. If I had a gripe, mine's the ending. I can't. Oh yeah, kill you did the main. Like the ending. Forgot. Killed the main girl, and I'm just like, "Fuck you." She wasn't dead. Oh, okay. She's the what? survivor at the beginning. Yeah, she's dead. Everybody's dead. <laughs> Kills everybody, and I don't like it. But. The rest of the movies kick ass. Well, it's interesting. It's it, it's interesting storytelling, right? There's like we don't even meet our 
main protagonist, with, except for the intro. We don't meet our main protagonist really till about like half an hour into the movie, and yeah. she's not even still even a part of the story till about forty five minutes to an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. It is just literally set up a character, knock him down. Set up a character, knock him down. And it's not like a Friday Thirteenth movie where it's like. Set up a group of characters and then ten Indian style knock them off one at a time. It is literally let's bring in a new protagonist character and then killing kill them off. Because like I thought it was going to be the one girl that survived. She was going to see her saw her friend get sawed in half and get tortured and all this stuff, and then she's going to end up surviving. Well, no, obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe it's the janitor guy because I kind of liked him. You know, his little intro was kind of a nice little. Um, little thing about his character you know um so maybe he's gonna end up being the hero saves the day nope he gets killed like and then there's his buddy that drives up in the truck and maybe he's gonna be of important nope he gets killed so it's like just this just bring in a new character and kill him off throughout the entire movie so but you but you gave a shit about these characters and that's what i liked you know it's, they and it's interesting just... that you do too because there's no, yeah. why I was you don't have a whole lot to go on so yeah, I mean, it's just it just wasn't like you know you know, cattle led to slaughter. Yeah, it's it's you cared about them. Oh yeah, what? and we know two of the people in this movie. We do. Yes. Fuck. Keep talking. Am I gonna? Okay. Yeah. No, we do. Uh. Uh. Yes, Jason Levy, who is the bald-headed police officer at the end. Okay. And we know his. Oh shit! Where is it at? I should have looked it up first. Um, well, you keep looking. I, I, I want. Uh, and, and his and his brother Michael Levy was the exterminator guy. Remember, remember this. Guy, you know this guy. Um. It's kind of beard. He's the exterminator. No, he's. Um, fuck me. Well, hey, <laughs> here I thought I was cussing. Fuzz on Fuzz on the Lens Productions. <laughs> remember we. Uh, met those guys at uh, Hot Springs, and they did that documentary about us. <gasps> really? Yeah. And, yeah, so he's the exterminator, and uh, the bald the bald brother, the, the bald cop, police officer at the end. Oh, my God. I kind of, like, I picture And I then we, it now. we saw him again at another con. Yeah. What somewhere, and. That's anyway. freaking nuts! Oh, so that's we, awesome. Good yeah, for them. Since it was filmed in New York, and that is awesome. Good for them. I think that was at um, um, God dang it! Every time, yeah. Days of the Dead, wasn't it? Sure. That we bumped into them again, and they came to us. They recognized, yeah, like hey, it's you guys, you know. Yeah. So now, next time we see them, you're not even gonna know who we are. <laughs> yeah, we were terrified. Who cares about these guys? Um, yeah. Sorry. Crazy. Cool. Cool. I should have prepared more on that, but I just saw it and I remembered. And uh, one question: Was that building? Was that like Art's building? Was that Art the Clown's built? I mean, was that where he does his stuff, or did he just take up shop there because that's where that's where the girl was? I think that's where he took up shop because that's where the girl was because he kind of had the the bag over his shoulder and he was kind of walking away down the alley. Unless he just walked around the block and said, oh, hey, shit, look what we got here. Well, see, that's what I wondered, too, because the building almost seems like a character in and of itself where it feels like 
there's 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 a story within this building you know what i mean like this building has a story about it you know with the crazy cat lady and you know yeah how it's this weird dilapidated building in the middle of downtown wherever we are um it just felt he like to know his way around there pretty well too yeah, and that's 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 true yeah so yeah interesting uh tad you're not saying much what do you got to say uh, I'm not, uh, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not loving it as much as the rest of the group, uh, and I, I try not to fall for hype, but I feel like everywhere I've gone the last two months, I mean, this, this played at Panic Fest when we were there, and we didn't get to catch it, but, Son uh, of a bitch, it did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I'm really pissed. But, <laughs> you know, ever since then, I've been seeing this clown everywhere, and, and, uh, I didn't. I was away from my uh, mic when you guys were talking about clowns in general as far as being scary. Um, it's probably my least favorite genre of horror films. There's, I find nothing at all scary or um, very really entertaining about clown films. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy killer clowns you know, from outer space because it's, it's supposed to be funny, but there's not much I find scary about clowns and I don't know. This one, I I did I, you know, I appreciate the gore, but I felt like it was a movie made around the gore and the kills. So, I don't know. It didn't do much for me. And I, I even watched this one with a very high fever, so I was sort of thinking it would re- really mess me up or help. And uh, it didn't. It just didn't uh, didn't trip my trigger. I liked some of the kills, and you know, the clown design is cool, but I don't know. It felt sort of. Ho- not not quite hokey to me, but just felt like uh, like it was like I said, like the movie was made just so we this guy had some kills in his mind. The, the director or writer, whoever had uh, this idea that they wanted to kill these people in the most brutal way possible with a clown, so they made this movie around that idea, which isn't necessarily bad, but it just felt like uh, it didn't do anything new for me. Do you think his lack of backstory is the cause for that, or the, because he doesn't have any dialogue? Or no, I actually those are probably two things I like about it because I sort of like a movie where, uh, you know, I liked uh, one of my favorite things about the original Halloween is that we don't know, you know, Michael's just a killing machine and uh, he doesn't speak. Yeah. I sort of I can appreciate that. I like that. I um, agree. You know, but. And uh, maybe if this was like a a dude or something instead of a clown, maybe I would find it even I would like it better. But I just and maybe I just have like the saying where I just don't get clowns. I just it makes me think of like ICP and it makes me think of bros and I don't know. The only <laughs> only the only juggalo I like is Scary Gary. So uh, <laughs> that's right. Me too. Yeah, so it's it's you know nothing against them or anything, but it's just like it just I don't know. Everybody, I, I just keep hearing about this terrifier, and it, it's it's awesome. I got to check it out, and and it didn't just maybe the everything besides the clown scenes, it just didn't do much for me. I felt like the acting was not great. Um, the overall production didn't feel as good as I was sort of hoping. Um, I mean, I get I, I appreciate low budget and indie films and stuff. But this one didn't. This one, I guess, had the opposite effect of the Funhouse Massacre, where I thought it was going to be good, 
and I didn't feel it was as good. Where Funhouse Massacre, I thought was going to suck, and it was fun, a lot of fun. So, so the hype got to you. Yeah, this is no- nothing. I mean, this movie is not. There's nothing fun about it, which is okay. You know, you don't. We don't need fun for clowns, but maybe it's just the clown overall. Because I, like I said, I'm not. I I'm not a huge fan of either versions of it. I'm not. Uh, I can't really think of too many clown movies I enjoy besides the the one we're talking about later, clown. And it's not and it's not even because uh, he's a clown; just the idea of the story itself. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's it well didn't. Yeah, it just didn't do do much new for me. I felt like it was uh, they were sort of just plotting some little um, story bits in between the kills to get us to the next brutal kill, and it was sort of like. You know, watch what this clown how how fucked up he's gonna you know kill this next person, and I, I sort of grew tired of that. Fair enough. Yep, yep. That, I mean, that is what Mike was saying. He thought was different about it. It was more set him up, knock him down, and I suppose that doesn't necessarily help story the story be better. But you know, it just is what it, it's the way they did it. Oh, Terrifier. Also put out on Epic Pictures. Art the Clown. Art the Fart. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't know which one to talk about next, because, you know, Mike stepped away, and I know we all want to give him fucking shit about Clowntergeist. But oh, that's I, but, then again, but then again, I don't want to end with that shitty fucking film either. So I don't, I don't Can care. We- can we just agree not to talk about it? Like, can we, hey, if he's away from the computer, we'll tell him we talked about it while he was gone, and that he he doesn't get to give us any input on it. And then you know we can just save some everybody some time and don't bother watching Clowner guys. I will I, I will say this that Terrifier, even though I think that was a crappy title, it's actually miles above Clowntergeist. Oh come on! In the Sci-Fi Network spirit of mashups. Clowter guys didn't do it for you. Oh, it did something. It was <laughs> not, not what I wanted. <laughs> oh man, I'm just happy I'm not the only one. That's so I great. Would have, I would have gladly taken Tad's fever over the uh, over yeah. this film. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but this whole time he hasn't shown his cards on his thoughts on this movie, so it is kind of, kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Oh, I don't know. What do you guys so should we to? should we talk about clown so that we can uh, wait on uh, clown guys for, for yeah. Mike? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll kick off clown because I haven't talked yet. Um, Excellent. I I saw this movie <laughs> when it first came out. It, it took a while to come out in the U.S. Um, I it got it had a lot of hype because Eli Roth produced it, so it was you know that was big on the poster and uh i had sort of had high expectations for it and when i saw it back in 2014 it lived up to it and i rewatched it and it's still fucking awesome i love this one this this is my favorite of the episode and uh as someone who is not afraid of clowns does not really enjoy clown movies and doesn't understand why they're scary as i just spent 10 minutes talking about (laughs) this one is scary and it's awesome and uh it's dark, and I think it's because uh, it's absolutely 
different from any other clown yeah. movie. And, and it's I, like, this doesn't even have to be with a do with a clown. The basic story, a uh, father, uh, his father, um, to make up for the clown that cannot appear at his son's birthday party, puts on a clown suit he finds in a house he's selling. Um, to do this to good re- thing. Yeah, to help out and, and he's saving the Be day. Be a good and, dad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what's so something. heartbreaking. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. trying you know, he's trying to be like the best father he can be and then he just steps into this shitstorm. It's just it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and you know, of course the the suit turns out to be cursed and it's just holy shit, man. Like like the heartbreaking's the right word because I, I think that's what I like about this is that um, even though we we don't necessarily spend a whole lot of time with the family before the shit hits the fan, um, it's once he puts on the suit, it goes from like sort of oh this sort of sucks like I can't get the clown nose off to like oh you know it pulls a little bit of skin off and now he's going to the doctor and now it's like it's it slowly slowly consumes his life to the point where he turns into this evil motherfucker that's like murdering children and they don't you know. Oh, it just ramps up to the the climax where he's at you know like a Chuck E. Cheese type place murdering children and it's it's that's like a buffet demon, yeah you know? yeah and it's and it's serious man like it's yeah and he's he's not you know the you know typical clown he's at that point you know towards the end he's it's it's so weird and dreary and depressing because he's like. The, the clown suit's getting filthier as, you know, he can't take it off. Um, his, you know, his nose is scabbed up. His face is sort of has a little bit of that white, you know. Can't quite get it face off. Paint. Yep. Yeah, and his hair is, it's like attached. It's like now his hair, but it's not quite bright. It's sort of just a really dark rainbow color. It's just this dingy guy who doesn't want to be a fucking clown is stuck being a clown. And they it's for such something that's so ridiculous, like he can't take off the the costume you know it shows him trying with several knives and stuff it, and it ends up fucking him up worse he slits his wrist in a horrible scene with a uh, box that, cutter yeah, yeah that utility knife jesus yeah <laughs> that kind of it's, it's funny because we we you know earlier in terrifier you know i watched the clown cut a girl from the vagina up and uh with a fucking handsaw but for yeah. some reason, a dude accidentally cutting his wrist bothered me more. <laughs> because I could, see, I know, I could right? see myself doing that, you know? It's like, I'm not, yeah. you know, yeah. I, uh, just, I just feel for him so much in this movie. And uh, honestly, the first time I watched it, it made me think of um, the old R.L. Stein classic, um, The Haunted Mask. Do you, have you guys know what I'm talking about? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Goosebumps book, and that was turned into a movie. There's two of them. And it's sort of the same premise where this girl buys the mask and she can't get it off and she turns into this sort of possessed little demon. And uh, it is sort of similar to that, but this is obviously goes well beyond um, R.L. Stein's imagination um, or his wheelhouse, I guess. I, I don't know what R.L. Stein imagines, but um, I love the color palette of this film. The performances are great. Um, it's probably the best thing that has Eli Roth's name on it. I agree. And technically, technically, it wasn't even supposed to be on. His name wasn't even supposed to be on it. The guy who made the movie um, put Eli Roth's name on it without contacting Eli Roth, and Eli Roth got wind of it. But then it made Eli Roth watch the movie and was like, "Yeah, I'll support this absolutely. I'll put my name on it." Guess what we're doing for our next movie? Yep. <laughs> Produced by. Eli well, Roth. it's. 
it's really weird because I, I don't know the backstory on this, but there was a trailer that is the same story has been floating around for a couple of years, and it's this movie, but it has a whole different cast, and it's a, it's like a full on like produ- well produced trailer, and I don't I don't know the story if they maybe they mm. did like a spec trailer or something, right? But um, I remember this going around, and people are like, I swear I've seen this movie, and this isn't these aren't the actors and stuff. Like, what's the deal? I I have no idea what this how this trailer came to be, but um, this was sort of like I said, it's sort of like a for a few years it was stuck in distribution hell because it was yeah. what country was this did it come out in like canada or something i think I don't it know. was i think it was a canadian production yeah but and and it was out there yeah. and it it got you know a wide theater theatrical release and then it couldn't even get home video here but because it was out you know you could download it or you could even watch it in full on youtube like in 2014 it was on on youtube and you know that it was like watching it back then you know i oh man i was really blown away by it and i was excited to rewatch it and i was blown away by it again i love the comedic elements of this film like when he can't get his nose off and uh the, the suicide attempt with the gun was i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh but that was freaking hilarious because it you know oh the colorful i love yeah, the blood the, splatter yeah. that it was yes, yeah yeah yes it was like uh, uh, rainbow sherbet that was tossed against the back <laughs> of the. It was cool, wrong, and very brutal because you see it. Yeah. But and yet, it, and yet it wasn't over. It was like what Tad was saying before about the overall look of the clown. Even that, even that blood spatter, even though it was like rainbow colors, it was still like toned down. It was like watered down rainbow colors. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another thing about you know. When he goes to that, uh, that I guess that apartment complex or whatever, uh, and the the neighbor kid that he ends up eating, that that Robbie kid, I felt I felt awful when that saw blade went through that kid because he was such oh, yeah. a sweet kid. Oh yeah, and he's and- he's he's in the movie for like two minutes, and I fell in love with this sweetheart of a kid, and I'm just like, oh man, no. And he 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 tries. What's great about it is you know he's battling this demon or whatever that this cursed you know clown that's taking over his mind and he knows what's going to happen and he's warned he's trying to tell the kid like get the fuck out of here because i don't it's sort of like a wolfman type thing you know where it's like i know i'm going i'm going to turn into this thing please leave me alone and the kid just walks in at the most inopportune time and you know he fucking eats it and it is it like you said it is super sad but it and it's it's not funny, but it's sort you sort of laugh because it's like Jesus Christ, really? Like, oh man, like this guy's poor, this guy's piss poor luck, and you know, yeah, it's Murphy's Law, man. It's like what can go wrong will go wrong, and uh, I will, I will say this: when his when his nose is injured and he's got that winter hat on, I mean, it's just like my mind immediately went to like one of the wet bandits from Home Alone. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh. Oh man, this! But I, I really, really love this film. I mean, when he when he tears uh, the dad's lower jaw off at the end, mm, yeah, uh, just kills it, kills her dad, and the just the the cherry on top of all of this to me was the end song. Everybody loves the clown by this group called Nirvana, like from the '60s, not like you know yeah. Kurt Cobain. That that ending song is so 
creepy and inappropriate, and it just fits the movie so well. Line of the movie, because I always have to do that. And it just made me want to shiver when he's um, he's tied down in the basement. Uh, I want to see my number one birthday boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> see, I was kind of worried about this movie w- once it started going. And then it gets to the clown stuff, like, right away. There's, like, yeah. there's like no... There's no, uh, you know, set up for any of these characters. You know, just right away he's in that clown outfit. But I was worried, you know, because uh, being a father nowadays, I'm far more sensitive to, to you know, stuff happening to children in movies. And I was yeah. worried that this movie was just not going to sit well with me at all. It was going bad there. Um, you know, I was just like dreading, dreading, dreading the life of this of the guy's son. You know, after experiencing his dad becoming a cannibalistic psycho clown, you know, it, it, you know, if he were to survive at all, I didn't even know if the kid was going to make it, if he was going to be chowder for, for the clown. <laughs> but, uh, but luckily I think it, especially when it gets to the third act, it, it, can, it goes off the rails enough to where then I can like, I can separate it out from reality and I was okay with, with the child. I was okay with the child death. I did, I'm just saying it didn't um, it didn't destroy me like I was worried it was going to. Um, and I think also the thing that helps it too is like one of the clown's victims was that kind of asshole bully kid. <laughs> Not that you want to see yeah. any kid die, but no. you definitely wanted to you know yes. smack that kid around a little bit. Speak for yourself. <laughs> and his buddy and his buddies rat him out over the fucking video game. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, this but yeah, this was a great movie. I like it takes such a on the surface kind of a silly p- concept and yes, it's got some humor in it, but the concept is played straight and you know, unlike Terrifier where there's there's moments where the clown does some f- silly funny things um even though they're still terrifying, but like the clown stuff in this is there's no especially when he's full on demon clown there in, at the end, there's never any like you know, you know, squeaky shoes or pie in the face or anything like that going on. It's, it's the cold clown turning into a demon clown concept is played a thousand percent straight through the whole movie, and that, and I appreciate it for that. And I think that's what makes it so effective because I, I just love the idea of taking, you know, hey, the most outrageous concept I can think of. Um, a guy puts on a clown suit and he becomes a demon clown. But that's what makes it so enthralling, because then exactly. we're stuck trying to fi- figure out with him what what is happening and how is it going to play out, and we're like in it because it's such a new, unheard of idea, and it really puts us in the seat with him, and I don't know, really propelled everything. I also thought that Peter Stamore did a really good job in this too. Yeah. I mean, he's He's kind of like the uh, Walt from Friday the 13th. He, like, knows what's going on, and he's trying to warn people, oh, yeah. you know, and he just... Um, he was great. He's got, he's got, yeah, he's got a great line in this. He's just like, Jack, we have to kill your daddy. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? He says that to a kid. <laughs> he, he is a... He, he was great. He was awesome, because he was a 
terrifying Dr. Loomis. Like, he, he's kind yeah. of like, he's the Van Helsing character, but he's got a lot of creepy moments, too. Like, right off the bat, when he goes to chop the guy's head off, straps him down, yeah. tries to chop his head off. Like, this guy's a fucked up dude, you know, but he's, he's, he's kind of our, our hero-ish kind of guy, so. Yeah, he... And I had that moment there towards the end, too, and I'm like, oh, they're going to wrap this up and everything's going to be okay. Somehow somehow they're going to figure it out at the last minute how to save this guy. Because when he starts killing children, that was the point of no return for me. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, well, even if he does There's get no cured of this clown here, yeah. demon, mm-hmm. he's fucked because he killed these children. He killed these children, and no court of law is going to believe he was a demon clown. He's <laughs> He's doomed. He is doomed even if he gets free of this demon. But then, at the Chuck E. Cheese, and they get away... But the but the guy's sitting there with the axe, and the cops come in and bust in on him, and I'm like, oh, well, here you go. Here's his out. Cops are going to believe that he killed, this guy killed all the children. Yep. So they mm-hmm. are going to save the father, yep. and and it's going to be a happy bullshit ending. And, and, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look yeah. at it, they, they didn't go down that road, but I thought for sure it was going to take that turn. I really like the use of the ball pit. That you know, just pull the kid down. And <laughs> oh, that was cool. It was, it's so simple and it's so effective. I really like that. But I've been to a few Chuck E. Cheese's in my time, and never have I seen <laughs> this before. He had a son. Yeah. Uh-huh. Never have before I had seen tunnels that long. Did they stretch out the entire <laughs> length of the restaurant? Some Those tunnels do. went on forever. You said we're from Iowa. We don't know. We don't have big things here. I okay, guess have not. You, City Museum in St. Louis, they're like four times that long. Yeah, well, that's that's not Chuck E. Cheese, though. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese I've been to, it's like it's like two children length long. Yeah. You could barely fit yeah. two kids in that thing, let alone being chased by a clown in them. This is this more is like Chuck E. Hamsters. Chuck E. Hamsters, you know, they need all the tubes and shit and run around the house. It's Canadian Chuck E. Cheese, so everything's better. Ah. Ah. (laughs) So, I also spent way too much time counting the children in this movie that he kills, because, you know, the whole mythology is that he he has to kill five kids, right? So, he, he, he eats the kid in the hotel room, he eats the kid in the Chuck E. Cheese... He eats the bully. Yeah. But does he eat the Boy Scout all the way? Or just bites (laughs) his fingers off? Fingers off. I think he got two kids in the Chuck E. Cheese, I think. Yeah, that's what I... Okay, yeah, you're right. That's what I thought. So he didn't kill the Boy Scout. Yeah. How did he not get caught then sooner? You know what I'm saying? Like, surely the rest of the Boy Scouts would have heard the kids scream alone let alone the fact that he would have ran back to his tent and be like hey this clown motherfucker just bit my fingers off right <laughs> when you see him walking through the woods the next day underneath that bridge i thought for sure we were going to cut to a shot of him of the of the massacre at the boy scout camp and he would have killed them all hmm. that's what i was expecting to see you're all like you know hey you're not really tying up your loose ends here he always man. runs off though but he was still in the woods, though. Yeah. So, I don't... Anyway, whatever. Nitpicking again, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think, for me, it all comes down to what 
is Andy Powers. So I, I who plays the lead? The lead. He's Mm-mm. no offense, Andy, but he's not a leading man. He's, no, and that's that's and, good and that's thing, what though, I love right? about it. Yeah, okay. he's he has such a yeah. great personality, um, and and, it, and he isn't you know the leading man type and. I, well, I, I just think, think his performance is so great. I think that's why it works in this situation yep. because yep. he's supposed to be a generic, you know, just good-natured dad, and he pulls that off. Yep. I mean, he looks that way to me. Yep. Yeah, an everyday guy, just an average Joe. Uh, uh, but that's what I like about this movie is that they went that way and yeah, and they, I, you know, they cast him because he is good and was good and uh, yeah. He's my favorite part because he's so great. Yeah, he did good. I mean, yeah, you're kind of rooting for him to to be able to free himself of this demon through the whole thing, but Heck like, yeah. and then which unfortunately never happens. But <laughs> well, until his head's missing. <laughs> yeah, then he's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. That was sick too, right? Wasn't it just like hanging on by a little? Oh, that was awesome! Bit, but yeah, he still yeah, I had to tear it off. <laughs> just enough ass. to let him come back to yeah. life. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that part. Just one little strap of flesh keeping it attached. It's not quite off. And she had to rip it off. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, how badass was that? Was the clown team in there in the, at the end there? I I particularly like the slow transformation that he goes through in the film as well. I mean, it wasn't just it was it was very slow and gradual with his fingers growing and his eyes changing, and I I like that aspect of it as well. Yeah, definitely, Mm -hmm. for sure. Definitely recommend this one. Hey Ben, 2014 Clown. It's on Netflix. Yep, watch it. Do it. So that's the so yeah one film, and you fuckers left it for me, didn't you? You know it. <laughs> we talked about it for a while. We're like, what do we do? Do we? Taz's idea was to just said we talked about it and then just skip it, so we didn't have to. <laughs> but then, like, you've not given any hint of your actual opinions on the film, and then. I I know the three of us want to yell at you a little bit, so <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Why don't you tell us about Clowntergeist? We should have just watched Night Watchmen in my God opinion. damn it. Should've. You know, I am kind of pissed because I I think that is streaming for free on Amazon, and I almost picked it, but I wasn't sure how clowny it was. Damn you, Mike. Well, because like, the trailer was like... 95% no clown, you know? So I just, I didn't know. Because when I looked up, when I looked up clown movies, it has shit like Poltergeist on it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. But no. It's a scene with a clown it's doll not, that doesn't count, clown in my movie, opinion. Yeah. yeah, I got something streaming for it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I almost thought about, like, I wanted to do one of the Killjoy movies, because I've never seen any of those. Trent Haga. And it's Trent Haga, who I like. Love it. Um, But I couldn't find free ones of those. So I just went down the Amazon rabbit hole. I feel like you're stalling. Tell (laughs) us. (laughs) And I just couldn't decide on which one. There was like a shit ton of 
shitty looking clown uh-huh. movies. There are. And I'm like, okay, I, I gotta pick a shitty one. Like, I feel like this list is uh, pretty solid. Let's do one bad one. And I couldn't decide on which one. And I watched the name. So I watched oh. the tri- well, the the title helps big time. Clowntergeist? Yes. Um, but I watched the trailer and and it, I mostly picked it because of the trailer because because Jason um there is the the trailer shows most of that opening scene with the girl in the house and she calls yep. the owner of the house or whatever is like can I put your clown mannequin in the closet cuz it's freaking me out and they're like call the police cuz we don't have a clown mannequin um that is that, there there was a short film in Halloween of Palooza last year that I wish I could remember the name of the it. The Corner? What's that? The Corner? The Corner. And the filmmaker is a friend of ours. Yeah, Jason Buse. I can't forget his name. Yeah. Yeah, and it's identical to that. Yeah. I mean, the concept is exactly the same. And to be honest... The girl's I, hanging out in this room in a, in, in a strange stranger's house because she's babysitting. And there's this freaking doll mannequin sitting in the corner. Only it's not a mannequin. And, and to she be calls honest, the owners. I feel like the, this theme of this episode is also encouraged by the overwhelming abundance of clown-related submissions to Halloween and Palooza this year. It seems to be. the I knew you were going to bring that right? up too, because yeah, we've talked about that. You know, for our the last two years has been kids in beds. Yeah. With with monsters in the closet Mon- or under the bed. Yeah. yeah. That's been, but this year it's a it's lot a of clown crap stuff. ton of clown movies, which is weird because wasn't it last year or even two years ago now with the whole cl- you know clown sightings that were yep. happening all over the country? Yeah. So I thought that had passed. Nope. But apparently it's seeped now into our cinema. It just now seeped into our cinema, I guess. Anyway, so Clowntergeist um, from 2017. Emma, a college student with a crippling fear of clowns, must come face to face with her worst fear when an evil spirit in the body of a clown is summoned, terrorizing the town she calls home. <sighs> this movie is... It's its crap. It's a piece oh, of shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can handle... I, 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 I can handle or even love movies that... Um, have weirdo shitty titles like Poultry Guy or or wait I'm sorry, um, Clowntergeist. Um, I can I can handle or even appreciate bad acting, um, bad camera work, but like there is nothing to latch onto in this movie. It is the most generic thing I've seen in a long time. Like. I try to be pretty forgiving on no budget films because I'm a no budget filmmaker myself. But you got to have something in your movie. You have something, whether it's over the top gore, or or a crazy premise. And going into it, I'm thinking crazy premise. Okay, it's a clown ghost, ghost, right? Sure. Yeah. But they don't even explore that in a crazy manner. It's just flat. And motivations don't make any sense from any of the characters. You know, there's the scene where the two lead girls um, are talking about what's going on. And um, the one more rational one with the glasses, she's like, you know, we need to go to the cops. And the other one, the one that's being terrorized by the ghost clown. um, Well, actually, it's a demon clown, we find out later. Um says no because like this guy 
who there, there's there's this character in there whose daughter was killed a year before by this clown ghost or whatever, and now he's on a mission to take down the clown guy, and she met up with him and stuff, and she's like, you know, this guy's saying that he's gonna come and help us, <clears throat> so let's let's go to him first, and the other girl's like, no, we need to go to we need to go to the cops, and she finally talks her friend into going and talking to this guy first, so they go and talk to the guy, and the guy tells the girl. You need to basically, I need to use you as bait for the clown ghost, for the clown demon. And she runs off. She's like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. She runs out of the house and her friend's waiting out. The friend with the glasses is out there waiting on her. And she's like, um, no, we're, um, we're not going to do what he says. He wants me to basically be bait. And her friend's like, well, we should do that then. And and the other girl's like, no, we'll find another way of, of doing it. And I and I just felt like that whole motivation took took a whole 180 right there, uh, you know, of the girl with the glasses specifically who wanted to do the the most common sense rational thing, and that's go to the police to and not listen to this guy because this guy's creepy or whatever, to being like, well, you should totally do what the guy's telling you to do. So, the motivations don't make any sense in this movie, especially when you get to the third act and you find out that the ice cream truck guy is behind it all? For what reason? That he's letting this demon kill people because of their fear of clown... I, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. But this was a turd. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did sh- I actually paused this towards the end when Ribcage just stalking Heather and em- e- Emma... There are two guys in the mirror inside the shot. It's brief, but it's around the one hour and five minutes and 38 seconds mark. And I'm just like, there's two guys in the mirror in the <laughs> shot right there. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, well, if you want to uh, talk on a technical standpoint, that whole third act in the soda shop bugged the shit out of me in general, uh, technically speaking, because... When they first show back, when they first show up there, and Ribcage has got the ice cream guy in a headlock, and he the the ice cream guy screaming for help, it is clearly daylight outside. <laughs> clearly daylight outside, but then some. And then the lights go out, and all of a sudden it's nighttime. And they even say it's like two o'clock in the morning. They say it during this brightly daylit shot that's going on. It's two in the morning. <laughs> I know, like what? I can see out the windows. It is a bright, sunny day going on right now, and then the lights go out, and now all of a sudden it's pitch dark through that same window. So, like, and and if you whether if you um, as a director or a cinematographer or whoever uh, art department, if you have a visual concept in mind of how the film should look, stick with it. I don't care if it's going to be flat and boring and colorless like it is in the first half of that scene or in the latter half of that scene and it's and there's red gels and green gels and blue gels shining on the girls' faces and everything's cool looking and all colorful. Just pick one and <laughs> stick with it. Continuity, for Christ's sake. A little bit would be nice. Uh... The, the dialogue is so fucking cheesy and on the nose. Like, she says, this is her actual dialogue. He's demonic. I don't think it's that easy. And then, <laughs> the, as, as the, uh, 
the boyfriend, the uh, the love interest, is trying to console her. What are managers for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, another thing that I could not possibly understand, which is a you know, well, the movie itself. Uh, towards the end, uh, like Ribcage is uh, one minute. Emma and Heather are prisoner, and he's feeding her chunks of this dog, right? The next, they're trying to to rescue the ice cream shop guy. And it's not even... It doesn't even seem like it's a dream, because he, like, he grabs her out of the bed, and then all of a sudden, she's held prisoner. He's feeding her a dog. And then we cut to them running into an ice cream shop. And I'm just like, how the hell does this shit even make any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man! The only thing that I, uh, the only thing that I actually liked about this movie was the jukebox that was in the freaking ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have that Wurlitzer in my house. Yeah. And this clown—he doesn't scare me at all. He looks like a hunchback bozo. He's the generic, uh, the most generic-looking clown I've ever seen in a horror movie. He's about as demonic as a goddamn beanie baby. <laughs> I've seen some pretty demonic beanie babies. Then. Get him, Tad. Tell Mike to knock it off. Well, if you want to, I mean, I guess if he wants to keep uh, wasting our time, it's oh, up to him. There you go. <laughs> Get him. You should have made us watch 100 Tears. That has a lower budget, and that's actually pretty kick-ass. Yeah, that was another one I debated on. But I felt like we've talked about that one before, Yet- too. You chose, this one's bad, I have to pick a bad one. Yeah. Well, because, you know, sometimes you can find fun nuggets in these bad ones. Like, what was that? Yeah, uh, Rat Scratch Fever. <laughs> That's a fucking turd, too. But it's fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's fun, but yeah, that movie. But that's the thing, like, this is a turd, but there's no fun in this movie whatsoever. That's the problem. It's the problem I have for it. That's why I can be so excusing of shitty movies because there's still fun fun stuff in those movies. But this, this is a void of all fun. It try, it's really trying to take itself and its premise too seriously without truly developing its premise. Yeah. It's like the guy who wrote this or the director or whoever is like, hey, clowns are scary. Let's do a scary clown movie. And that is as far as it went <laughs> in the development stage. Yeah. If you want to call it a movie. Well, all right. Should we get on to uh, honorable mentions? or? Sure. We'll get away uh, from you, this fucking movie. You and Tad are done yelling at me. I, I hope guys. the look on my face is, tells you enough. I know that doesn't translate very well on podcasts, but I know you know. <laughs> all right. And when you listen to this episode and hear us talk about you while you were stepped out, then you'll know. <laughs> hey, it's one out of four this time. Uh, hasn't there been episodes where it's been like so one good, out of one four, four. Was, a, was a good movie? That's true. We so. could have just had three movies. Oh, there's that too, Tad. Good point. <laughs> it was an hour and 20 minutes. That That's will never not get back ever. <laughs> All right, fine. Honorable mentions then. Um... Uh, Jason, what do you have for? Honorable well, I know mentions? it's obvious, but I I just rewatched the new It 
um, uh, last week, and it's still, I fucking love it. It's so good. And it just got me more pumped up to, for this part two. So, I just, I love it. Love it, loved it. Big fan. Yep, great movie. Tad, do you have any honorable mentions? I'll go with one I brought up, um because I'm pretty psyched to be surrounded by them tomorrow <laughs> night. In tw- 24 hours, I'll be surrounded by Killer Clowns, so Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yay! Awesome. I can't wait to hear all about Dude, it. It looks yeah. amazing. Empty your, your phone now so you can fill it up with pics and videos. And I've been working can. on that, yeah. Good. Good. I'm, I'm jealous. Oh, yep, man. we all are. Next year. Next year, we'll all go. It's Yeah. <laughs> So excited. Write it off you, on man. your taxes as part of your job. Yeah, podcast job. Yeah. Andy, any honorable mentions for you? Uh, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta agree with um, Tad. Uh, Killer Clowns. Um, my, my 100 tears because the gore factor in that is just over the top for a low budget movie. And believe it or not, um, this is, even though it was made by a child predator. Clown House. Yeah, I have that on my list too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's just a damn shame because I think he's a really great filmmaker. I love all of his movies except for Jeepers Creepers 3. Um, But that's not really a movie. Um, Sam Sam Rockwell did like a hell of a great job being an older brother in this because he reminded me of my own. (laughs) Such a dick. But the the toughest part about Clown House is that that's the movie that he got in trouble for in the first place. So knowing that I'm watching a movie where something bad's going on behind the scenes is, uh, yeah, especially with the opening scene where the kid gets out of the tub. Yeah, and you you see his bare ass and just like yeah, uh, uh, I'm very yeah. It's 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 on yeah exactly. But other than that, the rest but, of the movie is actually yeah. But if you good. could totally separate yourself out from all of that, it's a really good. It's a really fun movie. Really cool, uh, killer clown movie. Um, another honorable mention for me, and uh, I still wanted to put it on the list, but I know we've talked about it. I know for a fact we talked about it on the last clown movie, and that's Stitches. Stitches, I knew it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, Stitches is so good. So good. So funny. Like, that's more on the comedy level. Like, we kept talking about in Terrifier, the clown does some funny things, but it's still it's still, it's still dark. dark, dark, dark comedy. Um, and... <clears throat> And it's it's like funny yet creepy at the same time, which is hard to do. Stitches, on the other hand, is definitely more on the comedy side, where yeah. it's it's got over the top gags, where he takes the guy's guts and does balloon animals with them, <laughs> and shit like that. It's so it's it's a fun fun movie. It's hilarious. Um, I I do have a. Uh, like a theory, but I'll tie it into an actual uh, another honorable mention that I think. Um, but it's also a true story, and that's to uh, that's called. It was a miniseries ta- called "To Catch a Killer," which is the John Wayne Gacy story. Oh, okay. Of Pogo and this clown. Now, yeah. here here's a little something. Since I am such a sucker for research, I actually have the book here called "The Man Who Killed Boys." Now, listen to this. This will creep you out. 
I'm looking at a picture of Gacy dressed as Pogo right now. And it says here, Gacy modeling a clown suit for publicity shots taken in his home December in 76. Professional clowns say that the corners painted at the edges of the mouth should be rounded and not sharp in order not to frighten children. Gacy painted them always with a sharp edge. <laughs> now, um, as for like people, and I was I was thinking about this, guys, you know, and how people have this fear of clowns, um, or 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 more or less, uh, you know, little kids. I mean, any more nowadays, basically, any more when you even let a child out of the house, you know, with so many, you know, there's bad people out there. There's bad teachers out there. There's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of sharks out there and you're, you're, you're almost borderline, uh, you're rolling the dice with their innocence, you know, even when you let them out of the house, you know, but when it, when it comes to clowns in general, you know, it almost contradicts everything we're told about strangers when we're kids and not to trust them. And then a stranger, you know, globs on grease paint and we're supposed to automatically trust them. You know, they're yeah. strangers to begin with and then they act like somebody they're not. You know, it, it, it's, it has a, to me it has like a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of vibe. You know, nine times out of ten a, crow, a, a clown could bring joy to our childhood and adulthood alike, but... There's a small, minute chance that a predator lurks underneath, you know, the giant shoes and the rubber nose, and that can be overwhelming. You know, that that small fear, you know, not knowing who's underneath that mask, because really, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have any other honorable mentions? Uh, I was just, I was going to say stitches. <laughs> if you did, oh no, no, you're fine. It's cool. I just like uh, blanked on what I I had nothing to add to that. It was a uh, a very very good observation, but I just yeah. I'm sorry. Pat and I really like I really liked the grand prize game growing up. You know WGN. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And my my Malto meal man. Hell yeah. Cookie and whatever the guy bozo that the had clown. the yeah. yeah cookie and bozo and who's that fucker with the turban on his head had the magic stone. Oh, I can't remember God, his yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. So, did you have any other honorable mentions, Jason? I I just said uh, 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 stitches. If you yeah. didn't, but that's all. Yeah. Ted, any more honorable mentions from you? Um, I like the Dark Knight it has a Joker <laughs> in it. It's pretty good. That, that's about as clowny as I get. So. If you guys, you know, if we're going to stray from horror for a second, I'll say you guys should all check out Shakes the Clown. Wait. Yeah. yeah Shakes the Clown. If you've not seen it before, it's written, directed, and starring Bobcat Goldthwait. So it was his first, it was his directorial debut um, back when he was still acting. So it's that, tra it's, a, it's during that transition period. But it's really funny and dark because mm -hmm. he's an womanizing alcoholic. Uh, party clown so nice yeah and uh but uh, a couple other honorable mentions from me uh clown camp massacre is pretty funny um it's basically it's a friday 13th type of movie 
only at a clown camp. So all the victims are just as clowns. Oh so tables are turned. It's the clowns that are getting killed off this time. So, um, and then blood harvest with uh, Tiny Tim as Mervo the oh, clown. Oh man, yeah, probably good creep. That is that's probably the creepiest cinematic clown of all time. Is Mervo the clown? Blood. Just because it's Tiny Tim. Blood harvest. Yes. Uh, I also I feel the need to mention, and this strays from horror, but uh, vulgar with uh, Brian Halloran. Yeah. Yes, yes. I kind of I I almost wanted to put that on the list too, but I knew I'd probably get called bullshit of it being a horror film. But I mean, it kind of transcends a little bit. I think it's, you know. Yeah, if, it's it's disturbing. If I spit on your grave and Last House on the Left can be considered horror movies, I don't know why vulgar can't be considered as well because it's. Basically the same premise as both those movies, only the guy's a clown. Mm. Uh, and I and I haven't seen it since forever, since it first came it's out. It's been a while. So yeah. I was really wanting to uh, revisit it. Is that Brian so. Johnson's first movie? Yeah, Brian Johnson directed it, yeah. In 2000. Anywho. Yep. Was that it for honorable mentions? Everybody got their... I think so. Got their clown fix. Okay, so then I guess. Well, I was, <laughs> I, well, one last one, and it's the reason. It's the name of the episode. <laughs> it's not a movie, though. I know, but okay. it's an honorable mention. It's one of your favorite things ever. It is one of my favorite things ever. So, big Crispin Glover fan. Am I? Yeah. Was that a setup for yeah. me to explain it, or Please. did you want to say it? Please hurry up. Okay, big Crispin Glover fan, um, especially uh, the weirder side of Crispin Glover. Right, because uh, it starts pretty normal. <laughs> Crispin it, Glover has a normal side. Right. right. <laughs> He's still a legit actor in movies like River's Edge and Friday Thirteenth Final film. Chapter and and Back to the Future. Right. You know, just the guy may be a little considered yeah. a little. Once he turned twenty five, he lost his mind. Okay, he's, go on. Well, he's, he's got a problem with confrontations. <laughs> so I guess I should say because he's always been crazy. Okay, that's that's a bit gimme. I well, I don't want to say crazy. Just he's odd. Lives he's his different. life how he wants to live it and doesn't have you know. <laughs> anyway, so when it's more of the art from Christman Glover, I guess I should say that's when I. Appreciate him more. If you guys have ever seen the movie Reuben and Ed, that movie's awesome. And I feel like that is Crispin Glover just getting to be Crispin Glover. But anyway, he recorded an album. Um, original songs. Original songs and readings from his book, uh, The Rat Catcher's Manual, I think is the name of it, or something along that line. But it's got a few songs on it. Well, well, a couple, a couple of remake songs. He does. Uh, these boots are made for walking, which is genius. Which ain't bad. It's pretty good. Um, and but he does this song called "Clowny Clown Clown." So that's where <laughs> the name of the episode came from. And he's got a music video for this song that I highly recommend checking it out. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Check it out. It's just as disturbing as any movie we watched here for this episode. <laughs> um, without sawing a girl in half, you know, so. Uh, yeah, Clowny Clown Clown. It's a great song, isn't it, Jason? Jason yes, it hates is. that song because because if, if there's moments in the song, it really sounds like he's making up the lyrics as he's going along. So anyway, Clowny Clown Clown. Um, 
So yeah, so that's it. That's that's all we gotta say. That's all what we have to say about clowns. But I'm curious to know what you guys out there have to say about clown horror movies. So we are gonna take a break, and when we come back, it'll be segments time here on Attack of the Killer Podcast. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. We're back! Segment's time on Attack of the Killer Podcast, and it's time for our favorite segment, Shoutouts. It's time for... Shoutouts! 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 Hey everybody, just asked uh, what your favorite horror films with those crazy, creepy, evil clowns were, and here's what you said on Facebook. First of all, though, before I say that, this is something we've never, I don't know that we've ever promoted on the show, but on Facebook we have our own group. Oh, you're right, you know, we and never have. It's, yeah. I keep meaning to, and I always forget it before we start recording, and uh, yeah, on Facebook we have our own group, and it's kind of like our own little horror club, and and yeah, so if if you're on Facebook, which we know you are, you know, go to our page and you'll see our group and join, join up. And talk horror with us. But uh, this uh, this week we uh, posted the question in there and got some good responses. And I will start from our Facebook group. First up, we got Colby Keefe. Colby, Colby, by the way, you'll know from our brand new podcast on the PFPN, The Gore Score. Woo. He's the head of that. So Colby says, so check them out. They're really good. It's a great show. Colby says, Terrifier really impressed me for the B-movie that it is. Very fun film. Uh, I guess one last thing I didn't get a chance to say about <laughs> Terrifier. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I could go with the whole episode right. about Terrifier. But um, the one last thing for me was that um, I just I, I love the look and the color scheme of the movie. It really, from, from the color scheme and the lighting and the sets and the look of the clown and all the makeup choices and gore and all that... It really had an awesome, like, 80s grindhouse feel and look to it without having to add a shit ton of filters. So, that, that's the last thing I have to say. Yeah, right. I think of something else. Up next, we got Andrew Moeller. He says, of course, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Then there's also Terrifier, Clown, Stitches, and It, both versions. Then we got our pal Don and Nelly says, I always felt Clown Town was kind of fun and somewhat underrated. And the two Fear of the Clown films were fine slashers. See, I saw those on Amazon <laughs> Prime too. And the covers look abysmal, so I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't think I could go that far. Well, we know Don likes the the Z movies, so. Oh, that's true. He's Don's. He's, Don's a good egg. He is. He's he can he can take it all. He's awesome. Up next, we got Tina Schmidt. I don't know if you know this, but she's pretty. Uh, she <laughs> says, "Of course, it." 
is an obvious answer here, but I definitely enjoyed Terrifier. She watched it with me, and we freaked out. It was good. <laughs> uh, Stitches, 2012. Deserves an honorable mention. Uh, entertaining with an old-school kind of vibe. Gruesome kills and gore. Psychological mind games with silly and sick humor. Everything a killer clown movie should include. Clown emoji. I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Okay. <laughs> and then lastly, in the Facebook... Attack of the Killer Podcast Group Edition Group, Tim Lennerer. We know Tim. He's also on the PFPN. Yep, Fiasco Brothers. Uh, he says, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was my first make everyone I know watch this cult movie. <laughs> and I saw it 17 times when I was 13 or so. It got a place, it's got a place in my heart forever. But I also haven't watched it more than once or twice in the last 30 years. Oh, okay. That's good. I so want one of their ray guns. Yeah. 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 Those little pistols that they got. Tad, when they're not looking, swipe one of those. Yeah, Tad. Grab us one. Yeah. He's packing. Okay, so we got... No, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can get it back on the plane. Oh, yeah. Mm. Can't take guns on planes, Mike. What's Plains got against cotton candy guns? Right? Over on the Facebook, uh, we had Jack Norman says, The Funhouse Massacre. Yeah. You are right, Jack. It is good. We got Joe Nidal says, Obviously, The Funhouse. And House of a Thousand Corpses. Still can't decide if I like it. Remake or the original? Like it. Remake or the original. Oh, okay. Mm. Took me a second there. Got it. I like the remake better. You like the remake? Oh, yeah, I do too. I do too. As, 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 as good as the original is, I really think like people you know, get rose-colored glasses sometimes cause, and forget that it was a made-for-TV show and right. miniseries in like the early 90s. Like, There's only so good it could do right. as being <laughs> only be yeah. made-for-TV. All right. Well, uh, that yeah. that 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 mini series scared the hell out of it. I was a ten year old when I saw that, and yeah, Tim Curry, you son of a bitch! I love you and hate you for both for that reason. Yeah, he was so good in that. <laughs> and then we got uh, Brian McNeil says, "Killer Clowns from Outer Space." It the original, vulgar and amusement. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. know that one. I haven't seen that. Me neither. Then we got. No, I, a- I know the cover. And Month Monthy says Killer Clowns from Outer Space is always number one. However, the new Terrifier movie was pretty solid. Hell yeah! Up next, we got Terry Turford. Terry, what's up, lady? She says Stitches is by far my favorite. A raunchy yet brilliant horror comedy done well. Love the creative kills and the numerous nods to other horror films. And then, uh, lastly on Facebook, we got Evan Runkle. Evan! Yeah, he's on All About he's Movies. On, yep, he's on, on the, the network as well. He just dropped a new episode. He did. Did you listen to it? I listened to it. Today. I haven't had a chance to it's yet. It's kind of the, his, their top ten movies to put on in October. I know. That's why I'm yeah. really excited to listen to it. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe I'll listen to it tomorrow. And he says, I really enjoyed Clown. Good. You should. It was awesome. 
All right. And then uh, on Instagram, we didn't have anybody this week, but uh, on Twitter, Derek Patello. Derek, he's a, he's a author we know that's coming up to Halloween of Palooza. He wrote right. an awesome book, The Argento Syndrome. He's going to be mm. introducing and doing a Q&A after we're going to show Suspiria at yep. Halloween of Palooza. And he's going to be there for and that, Derek's, one of our celeb guests. Derek's been on the show before yep. a long, like seven, long four time years ago. ago and his answer, he says, so this is Derek Patello at Derek Patello, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And then, it's not really um, a shout-out, but, so, you know, I post, when I watch something, I normally post oh, it on Twitter. And uh, uh, Funhouse Massacre, the, at Funhouse Massacre, the movie, they wrote me back. They're like, hey, let us know what you thought, Jason, and thanks for checking out our flick. And I was like, well, yeah, dude, loved it. And, you know, I told him about nice the po- podcast and that we're going to be talking about it. And he's like, yeah, definitely tag us and we'll gladly retweet it. We retweet it. Thank you so much. So, Sweet. Anyway, just a big shout out for Funhouse Massacre. I normally try to tag films and actors and stuff, and sometimes they re- reply back. But yeah, it's, it's really cool to have when they do, the yeah. movie yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. right back. So that's really cool. But anyway, that's all we got for shout outs. Um, uh, don't forget, you can also call in and leave us a voicemail on our pod, on our attacker hotline. You can call it at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTA. Oh, I just pulled a mic. I feel bad. Did it hurt? It hurts. 415-95-AOTKP. Leave us your comments. We'll play them on the show. And that's shout-outs. Where is the mic located? Is that kind of in the groinal area? All right, just shut your mouth and get ready for the awesome segment we know as Insane's Picks. I was really hoping you were going to say our favorite segment. No, because, because everybody Kat did. Said I know he did. I said it. We should. So I want that to be a thing from it's now a, on. Every segment. Every is segment is our favorite segment. <laughs> okay, so Insane's picks for this episode. Um, I, I've kind of, I've had an itching to get into more um, Mexican uh, horror films, especially from the '60s. So I decided to go with. Uh, 1960s The Ship of Monsters. Um, what's great about a lot of the uh, Mexican horror films from this from this particular era, 1960s, uh, even into uh, the late 60s and the early 70s, they still shot a ton of their films in black and white, um, like Brainiac and and um, uh, some of those early Santo movies. Uh, but the Ship of Monsters, I have never even heard of this one before um, until I discovered it uh, on OSI 74 on, on the Roku. Um, anyway, so it's black and white. It's a Mexican sci-fi comedy horror western <laughs> musical. Oh, so, so everything. Okay. Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything there. So these two alien women, Gamma and Beta are sent on a mission from their home world of Venus to search for men to repopulate their planet because apparently their last man, their last male had just died. So the two women um, head off in their rocket ship and they travel through the universe and eventually uh, have to do an emergency landing on Earth. 
the two women with their robot tour. Um, they also have a ship full of monsters that they've gathered throughout the universe that they accidentally set, set free their collection of monsters onto the world. Uh, such great monsters as Uck the, Mon the, Uck the Cyclops, Uter the Spider, and the Skeletal Zork. Or Zock, sorry, Zock. Um, it's this movie's crazy. It's great. The sets and creatures um, are like Edward level cheap. Um, you know, big paper mache head headed monsters. They're they're cool. The designs are crazy and a lot of fun. They look like the most outrageous creature design an eighth grader could draw with colors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cheap, but it's a lot of fun. It's it is definitely very silly. Uh, you know, just fifteen minutes into this movie, and all of a sudden, there's a cowboy on horseback doing a song. I'm like, what the what the hell? What, what am I watching? <laughs> so it's all over the place. Um, even the sound effects. It sounds like they are um, like uh, the sound effects you'd find in Bozo the Clown's suitcase. You know. Uh, <laughs> noises of the robot sounds you know sounds like a um oh i can't think of the, the instrument where um it, you know it's like a wobbly metal and you wiggle it and it will theremin what's that theremin not a theremin no oh um but anyway yeah just uh crazy like uh early morning um radio dj sound effects for sure so uh so it's it's a short film, only about an hour and ten minutes. Um, I'd imagine it's probably I hadn't looked. I'd imagine it's probably free on YouTube if you don't have OSI seventy four. But that's a that's a free channel you can get on the Roku. So I'd recommend getting it anyway. There's a lot of crazy stuff on there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it for Insane's picks this episode. The Ship of Monsters. When you mentioned that. Uh repopulating their planet and everything it almost like seems like since they're going to earth or whatever it's almost like the reverse plot of amazon women of the moon because that's where my mind went yeah yeah well amazon women on the moon um taps into a lot of movies from you know obviously from the 50s and uh and this is not an original plot by any stretch of imagination there was mars needs women was was a movie where it was the opposite. There was like no more women left on the planet, so these these aliens came to steal all of our women. Uh, there was um, uh, Frankenstein versus the Spaceman. What the shit is that right? Uh, I don't know. Something like <laughs> this. Frankenstein versus the Space Monster, or something along those lines, where the alien plot was the alien plot was they they were coming to Earth to to, to steal. All of our women, you know, so uh, only this time, you know, it was women trying to steal the men. So, but uh, it it is it is a hoot and a half. <laughs> so, but that's it for this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. Uh, I want to thank the crew for um, you know being here and suffering through Clowntergeist. You son and of a bitch. <laughs> Never again. Never forgive you for that shit. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Get used to it, man. Yep. <laughs> oh, you'll forgive me after the next abomination of a film I make you watch. So. Uh, hell, I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. <laughs> so, 
And then I also want to thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, special thanks again to our Patreon subscribers. You too can subscribe by going to patreon.com backslash AOTKP. You can also get a free month of Shutter. Yep. Just go to shutter.com slash podcast. Put in the code AOTKP. Get a free month. Yep, so special thanks to them for being a sponsor of the show. It really means a lot. It, it really means a lot because just because we're already huge Shutter fans. So we're tickled pink to have this. It's a product uh, we can happily, enthusiastically support. Absolutely. Like... You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't know if I want to be sponsored by Stamps.com. But, right. Or, <laughs> or, or right. Adam and Eve. Well, maybe Adam Well, okay. If we get free stuff from Adam and Eve, then maybe. Anyway. They had some jellies there. All right. So, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh, no. Could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer.